that's the most Tory thing I've ever heard. Why have you left out your parents, And he's became... I just love Max's face, anyway. Well, Max will sleep well today. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that information at all. Welcome back to the Antisocial Podcast, brought to you by Adrian Flux. Today we are met with a wonderful, handsome, charming young man Keep called... Keep And Max is here as well. <laughs> <laughs> Max, hello mate. Welcome hello, to mate. the podcast. How are you doing? I'm very well, thanks. It's nice to be here. Proper... I like this. Should we yeah. give him a clap? Yeah, let's give him a clap. Yeah, and he's already got the clap. <laughs> uh, and this is the Halloween special. Ooh, spooky. spooky. So we thought we'd get the most terrifying thing on, which is a private school student. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've even got the pumpkins out. Do you like them? Hey, uh, <laughs> don't, yeah. don't ask me to rate your pumpkin. <laughs> slag me off. <laughs> well, yes, the pumpkins are fine. Yeah. How's, how's your cup of tea? Great. Um, I'm having actually, Cam offered me something called biscuit so tea. So I said to Max, do you want a cup of tea? He was like, I don't drink normal tea. I want biscuit tea. So we had to go to the shop and buy wow. a biscuit tea. Mm. So it's fine. It's fine. You know, you've got to deal with this when it, you get the big people on. Yeah, it does taste like you've dunked a biscuit in. Egos are mad these days on YouTube, yeah, aren't they? <laughs> is that a biscuit tea as well? That is a biscuit tea. It, is, it, it, it does smell like... Ch Charlie's got his uh, local, his local uh, football team on his mug. Come on, Dunfermline. He's a big fan. Guys, when you were buying the antisocial mugs, uh -huh. did you not realise that there were three of you at least hosting? Oh, uh, well, actually, it was only going to be like just me and Cam, but we felt... It was. They felt sorry for me. So yeah. They loved him in charity work. Yeah, they did. <laughs> so we do a lot on this channel. Um, but no, um, if anything... Dunfermline is your local because that's where your mum's from. So it is, yeah. it is. There you go. My so mum and Lewis are from the same town, pretty much. Which it? is it's really funny. funny. It's very strange. Well, Max will sleep well tonight. Yeah, I don't know what to do with that information at all. You know what? That's really interesting, Charlie. Yeah. I'm glad I came on this podcast. <laughs> when I do meet your mum, I'll make sure to mention it. <laughs> I, ju I just love Max's face, and he went. <laughs> right. Like, okay. Yeah, loved, so glad I know. Should we talk about uh, how we all kind of know each other? Yeah. Pretty much, so to speak. As I like Max, we met the first time on. It was the sidemen. Yeah, video. it was a sidemen video. I've, I've only met I've only met Charlie. So, mm -hmm. Lewis and Cam. What, yeah, what sorry, a pleasure! Yeah. What an honor! Oh, um, what an honor! Yeah, what an honor! <laughs> speak for yourself. Um, but no, I so I. I know Charlie. I've met Charlie once because I was on Sideman video, the Dragon's Den video, when Becky dressed me up as a pint and cute. You KSI well. then starts to bid for me as a slave. Mm. <laughs> like, I remember uh, just standing there and just being like, what is going on? <laughs> How did that all come about? Did Becky just message you? Yeah, so Becky sent me a message saying, uh, call me. He's like, hi, Max, what are you doing tomorrow? Um, I was like, uh, not much. Why? I hate when people do that, first of all, <laughs> yeah, because you yeah. never know what to say. You always think it's something bad. Never, yeah. never anything good. Exactly. I was like, I might be. Why? She's like, well, do you want to dress up as a pint for a Sidemen video? And I was like, um, yes, I do. Thank you very much. <laughs> I will kind of completely degrade myself to 20 million people. That's completely does, fine. Does the 12-year-old Max think his first feature in a Sidemen video <laughs> would, be, would be dressing up as a pint. Yeah. And so um, she, we went along and I didn't know it was Dragon's Den. And uh, yeah, I rocked up and Becky was like, all you need to know is that you need to come dressed as a pint. And she had made different drinks that were, I mean, lots of people have seen it. She'd made different drinks that represented each of the side men. But I also didn't know that 
also all of like the big like lots of the biggest UK YouTubers were going to be there. Yeah. Mm. Like Nico and everyone. Nico was there, Calix yeah. was there, Freezy, yeah. Stephen tries and like so I like my invite was lost. Yeah. Exactly. So this is the first time I've met all of these like big YouTubers and I was just stood there in a pint that Becky had obviously worn for Halloween the, the time before I hadn't washed it. Everyone's yeah. looking at him like, "Oh, is that the make a wish?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Zach and Jay, Zach and Jay bought llamas and yeah. Becky bought me. That was iconic that. Did, were you nervous for it when you rocked up? Not a, really, because, because I knew that I'd already degraded myself enough by wearing a pint costume. It's only so up from there, yeah. really, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't think that there wasn't there wasn't much that I could do wrong in that scenario. <laughs> I was there purely as someone to stand there and to mm. look silly. So anything extra was just a bonus. So yeah, yeah. I went up and I kind of was stood there and Becky was doing the unveiling. And I, I think there's a few shots of me just looking incredibly awkward. And then obviously the, <laughs> the, the, the content just turns to not how much money they're going to bid for Becky's products. It's how much do I cost? <laughs> uh, so I then... How, just, much, how much do you cost, by the way? I, for like mean, a night or... I mean, not enough. Obviously. Oh, not enough. <laughs> Buy my um, breakfast tea and he's yours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give me breakfast tea and a smile and uh, I'll do anything. Um, and so, yeah, I think we, we did that. And, and as, I was, as it was finishing up, um, Harry came up to me and just went, you that guy who did kind of like that fashion week video, didn't you? I was like, yeah, like, cool. I was like, <laughs> then I went home. Well, that was a wild day, wasn't it? <laughs> what a day. <laughs> that is possibly the most Harry interaction I've ever heard in my life. Were you uh, like a fan of any of them before you did YouTube? Like, or did you not know of them? I had, I, I'd started watching YouTube quite late. So I oh, remember really? when I was at school watching Hesky Time and like people <sighs> talking about Hesky Time um, and KSI. So I think... I all knew who they were. I don't think I'd watched any of their content individually mm -hmm. as like creators. Was there anyone you watched religiously? Um, I think the first person I watched religiously was Casey Neistat. That's when oh. I got into YouTube yeah, the first time around was like the New York vlogs was Casey. Um, and then from there, it's kind of because I've got into YouTube, I think I've watched people who are in the UK YouTube scene. Mm -hmm. I actually watched a lot of Cam because I was at Newcastle at uni. Um, and so uh -huh. I was watching a lot of Cam. I was watching a lot of Will. Um, and then it's kind of... Just to get used to the city, you start yeah. watching Cam Kirk <laughs> and Will and it's It's like, okay, this is what I've got myself in for. <laughs> um, but no, actually, funnily enough, Newcastle, I'd never been to Newcastle for my first day at university there. And I remember oh. going, walking down um, Grey Street oh, and yeah. thinking... God, this is. I thought it was just going to look like Billy Elliot. I thought it was going to be like lines of terrace houses and coal miners everywhere. I was like, God, this is actually a really nice it's, city. Grey Street's the posher street in Newcastle. Yeah, <laughs> pick the best. Pick the best one. That's why I was there. That's um, <laughs> the most Tory thing I've ever heard. Well, I just thought it was going to be like Billy Elliot. It's like lines of terraces. Oh, it's actually a city. Chucking yeah. my kids <laughs> out the window. <laughs> Chimney sweepers and maids walking down the street. It was really nice. I really enjoyed it. Uh, so yeah, then so I watched. I kind of was going I never really watched anyone religiously religiously but mm. I knew that the sidemen were were really big I watched a lot of Zach Allsop before he became Zach and Jay um and so for me having working in YouTube and meeting all those guys was quite quite cool to be like okay this is this is awesome do you speak on the day with Dragon's Den we spoke I once Charlie was really nice Charlie came up to me was like oh, I really like your videos I was like Thanks. <laughs> you just dressed up the pint. Pint. <laughs> and I was just like I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, I, w I watched a fair few of yours um what was it, uh, Maximus, Maxim, is it Maximilian or Maximus? Maximus? It was Maximus right? Bucharest, Bucharest yeah. yeah. That was oh, the, the yeah. video that Kick kind class. of allowed me to kind of do YouTube full time just yeah. because it was just a video that 
banged more than. What's the concept behind that? Like the thought process of creating the most ridiculous. Like what was it? Maximus Bucharest by Maximus Bucharest for Maximus Bucharest. Yeah, ridiculous. so that's what the 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 kind of the idea came about. Mm. And so the whole the way that whole thing started was that I was live. I'd moved down to London, just finished Newcastle. I was working in a bar. I'd, I'd done lots of made lots of videos, but was on maybe like. 1500 subscribers and maybe 10,000 likes on Facebook. And I walked past Zach Allsop on the street and I messaged him on Instagram being like, hey mate, um, do you ever need someone to film for you? And weirdly he did. So then I became like part of his channel and Zach and Jay. And then after about three weeks, three months of knowing them, they messaged me saying, hi mate, um, we've got this idea to like break you into London Fashion Week. The, th the problem is, is London Fashion Week finishes in two days time. So can yeah, you, didn't you just do it right at the end? Like? We did it right at the end. So it's like, can we meet at yours and just discuss this? And so at, my, at that point, I was like, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. They've got like 30,000 subs. I really like their content. Just to be in a video of theirs would be really, really cool. And so we chatted. We went to Primark. We were dressed in silly things. And did you feel comfortable walking into Primark? Just, <laughs> just... <laughs> oh, yeah. <see> man. <laughs> can, can, we, get... can we just reiterate that Char Charlie also went to private school? <laughs> Yes, I felt very comfortable <laughs> walking to Primark, <laughs> yeah. um, and um, I, I wore, uh, we, we went, basically dressed in stupid stuff. Went to this fashion week um, outside where all the shows were, mm. and we got someone to start flashing the camera and just shouting "Max, Max over here, over here," and then that caused loads of paparazzi just to start swarming. And That's then so clever, from though. then it just started to snowball. So then when I was kind of, and then I, my, my whole uh, like character was to act like a total dick. So mm. not to speak to anyone. If anyone asked for a picture, it's like, you have to speak to my manager. Sorry, like, did, you, did you say character there? <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was, it was quite an easy character. Um, and like, I just, we, we filmed that and it kind of snowballed from there. So we got invited to like a show the next day. So that's when we went proper outlandish. Like I was wearing, we'd got like bubble packaging tape from boxes that you get mm -hmm. and like wore it as a collar. Yeah. Um, Zach had like shoes he'd spent he'd shoes when he'd been in like spend a night in a cell after doing oh, like a, a jib and so like we bought all of these things together I bought Jamie Vardy's autobiography and like <laughs> read it at this fashion show um, and then what was great is that there was loads of shots of like the actual fashion press like covering this um, this show but then you can always see me in the second row with this enormous like bubble <laughs> crown on for God's sake with like a pink rug with things like that are you nervous in them situations or do you like thrive in them no i was terrified really? i oh, was really? absolutely terrified like i'm a proper at school i was like a proper like goody two shoes like i never really got into trouble and so doing that was like my worst nightmare <laughs> like breaking not breaking the rules but just being a bit of a nuisance yeah. and like pranksters and i yeah. felt very like youtube pranky yeah, yeah. like but that's strange because with your videos all of your videos seem to be you pushing yourself out your comfort zone yeah, I think I think in that in those scenarios with my videos, it's because I'm a, I'm legitimately allowed to be there because yeah. it's like it might be an odd scenario, but I've got a ticket or they know I'm coming or um, it seems like people are aware that I'm there. But I have to say I have got better yeah. because of that video because I realized actually what's the worst that's going to happen? Someone's going to kick you out and say please don't come back. I mean that's that's yeah, it. literally that's the worst that will happen. So um, that video just kind of oh god, it went so viral like mm. initial well, i remember saying to my must sister, be nice <laughs> yeah but no, it was annoying it wasn't on my channel <laughs> so oh, suppose, zach yeah. and jay they grew from like thirty thousand subs to about 300k mental within a month did yeah. it get 10 million was it 10 million it's now, it's now it's 20 million 20 on, on youtube Jeez. and Fuck then hell, they must be eating well 
Yeah, and wow. then it, it then kind of went to the next level when it went to Weibo, the like Chinese social media, because someone nicked it, took it off. I remember you talking about YouTube. that on Happy Hour about yeah. how you're like now famous in China. Yeah, I was famous in China for about a month because I got loads, started getting loads of DMs in Mandarin, and one of them was in English. It's like, mate, you're famous in China. I was like, what do you mean? It's like someone had re-uploaded it to Weibo because they're not allowed YouTube with Mandarin subtitles, ah. and uh, it had got something like 80, 75 million views. So if you like that. got off, what? The, yeah. if you got off at the, like. The airport in China, would you get swamped? So there was, there was, <laughs> there was, we tried immediately. We love street smart. <laughs> <laughs> Give us more. And um, so we tried to do, we spent maybe a couple of weeks making content for Weibo. That's, so, that's like, unreal. Really? With Maximus Bucharest, we had this guy um, who was based in Amsterdam, but he was originally from China, who was like, adding all the subtitles for us because I'd read all these stories of people who had like gone viral in China and they had basically like been set for life because they'd done like one meet and greet in China or sold some items yeah. in China and gone mad. Did that do well for you? Not really. I think we just ran out of steam. That'd be so funny if you just went to China just to see if anyone like recognised you. I mean, in China, like I have ginger <laughs> mates that have been to China and they get swarmed yeah. because they have ginger hair. Oh yeah. If, if you're if you're ginger, if you're black, if you're even if you're white. Like, I was white and bald when I went there, and they they like they stare and look at you, it. and then they just want to touch. Okay, well, yeah. okay. But it's anything that's weird. They just weird to them they, yeah i like be like i just oh, really interesting. yeah no, it's they normal. don't attack you but no they're, they're like, i don't think they're gonna shank you off no <laughs> they, they just take photos of you no but it's, yeah it's, that's also the strange thing but they literally stand there and like take a picture of you which I like they were uh, some of them were stroking my mates like ginger hair in that yeah, like, yeah, yeah. stroking it because they've never like seen or felt it before they have uh, <laughs> it's, so it's weird. very, it's very intriguing but i i think that if you did go to china that would be such a good follow-up video. Well, yeah. I, I think is I did. I went I went to China for a video in which I stole Zach and Jay's yeah, plaque. Yeah, I remember watching that. Mm. So I stole their 100K subscriber plaque and just went to China with it. Because I, I wanted to go as far as well. I hope that wasn't uh, this yeah. year. No, that wasn't this year. <laughs> no, it, was, it, was like, it was actually Max this. Caused the pandemic. It was actually in Wuhan, yeah. funnily enough. <laughs> Max, what you doing with that bat? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I actually went. I went to China for a video in which I stole their plaque and mm. left it in Shanghai. And unfortunately, there was no swarms of fans when I stepped off the airport. Oh, maybe the bubble was disappointed. Yeah, yeah I was really disappointed. I was kind <laughs> yeah. of expecting. Should have went in an outfit that you yeah. wore that day as well. <laughs> yeah, so it was a weird experience where I, that the, my channel kind of grew massively from like one thousand subscribers to like seventy k mm. about two weeks, three weeks. Um, and so although. Like they obviously kind of really, really benefited benefited from that because it was on their channel. Mm -hmm. I don't begrudge that at all because it, mm. it meant that I could start doing YouTube full time for well, sure. Yeah, talking about your channel, like before we talk about uh, the growth and things on YouTube, was your first videos the public ones in Newcastle? Yeah, like that. I I'd, when because I went back and looked at them because at the time when you were filming them, I uh, didn't see them. When no one did. Rest in peace. There was a. I was because in Newcastle, people doing that is so strange. So I want to know what was the the initial when you you first started recording them. Were people like what the fuck are you doing, or were people welcoming it? I, like you I made a know. video on someone someone that does MTV videos, didn't you? Yeah. Did you? <laughs> was it wait, me? Wait. <laughs> so I was. Well, oh, he was, sh he was shitting himself the other day. The other day, he came into my room and he went, Lewis, and he. I, I think I've made a video on Max. <laughs> I, I think I might have made a video on Max. I went, what do you mean? He was like, remember that video I did? I was like, yeah. But you checked and you were no, fine, was, wasn't it? That was Soho Student TV. I don't know. Oh, that there. Oh, oh yeah. Did I it? remember them. Yeah, they, they were like my rivals. <laughs> <laughs> my rivals. <laughs> like two fucking biggies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but let's ask your question. No, because uh, I'm sure you know this, Cam, but uh, it, when, if you're a student at the uni in either Northumbria or Newcastle, like, there's very much student nights. Mm. And then like you you don't go out on locals nights. So Friday and Saturday, you just don't go out. So we would always go out Monday to Thursday. But they're the best night. What, Monday to Thursday? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And so Did all the people Mondays? that were there were all students. They weren't locals. Oh. Um, I did become mates with one person called Gary. <laughs> now, Gary is the busker who stands, if you like, go between Flares and um, Purdue. Oh, that's yeah, that, yeah. that strip there where the, the, the municipal building is. There's a guy always with the guitar. He's yeah, called yeah. Gary's, this Geordie bloke. And he was simultaneously oh, the loveliest hell. and the grumpiest man I've ever met. <laughs> so we would chat. I was like, how are you doing tonight, Gary? He's like, if I have to play Wonderwall one more fucking <laughs> time, <laughs> I'm going to kill myself. Yeah, because um, I remember watching them. I was like, Gary. I, I, I couldn't, because people seem so open to it. And I was genuinely shocked because in Newcastle, YouTube just isn't really a thing. No. So what, how did you find it coming? Did you like come to Newcastle and then start or did you start before? Yeah, so I wanted to be a radio presenter. That was my that was my thing. So I, I did student radio, I then did hospital radio. And the reason I started making videos is because I wanted to have some footage for a show reel to show to agents uh, after I left yeah. uni. Yeah, yeah. So I started filming. So I had Freshers Week of my last year, I had five days. And I thought, right, I'm going to make five videos in this week's because there's loads of people out. There's an opportunity to make some content here. So I made those five videos and posted them. So I'd film them, edit them the next day, post them, film it and the next day, post them for five days. And my mates were, and post them only on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And my mates were like, oh, that was quite enjoyable. That was quite funny. You should do more of them. So I just did more. So whenever, like every week I'd go out and film um, and I only uploaded them to Facebook because it would be all like tagging people like, at cam. Oh my God, I can't believe you said this last night. Yeah. So on YouTube, they did like, I don't know, like 12 views. Mm. But on Facebook, they were doing quite well. I mean, because it goes viral in that area. It goes viral. Yeah. In that area. I mean, when I say quite well, I mean, like it got a thousand views and I was absolutely buzzing because yeah. a few people had Which shared it. Castle. Yeah. Um, and so it wasn't, I, I just didn't look, I didn't see YouTube as as a, a, an avenue because it was so it is so hard to grow on there mm -hmm. from the start um and then a big we were talking beforehand about like um facebook big facebook pages yes, yes. a big facebook page called student problems shared one of the videos in one of the early days so that got like seven million views on facebook this was in like two weeks of me starting making videos i thought i was you thought, i'm gonna be the big deal yeah here. i thought I look this is so easy <laughs> <laughs> um and so but after that i then very much like yeah, because Facebook, when the numbers come, it's like rapid. It's, it's not like YouTube because it, it relies on shares. The more shares, the more views, obviously, where YouTube don't have like a, like a shaded. Obviously, thing. back in the day, they used to have the, I liked a YouTube video, mm. uh, like on Twitter, but they took that away for some reason. Don't know why. I think you can link it. Yeah, you can, but no, but no one, one does that. It. Like, it automatically would do it if you like somebody's video. Yeah, yeah. That's how, like, a, a lot of people, I think a lot that's how you get noticed by bigger YouTubers normally when you yeah, see them, yeah. like, like, your video, and you're like, oh, shit, how? Yeah, yeah. But I, th yeah. I think that there was, like, people were liking odd videos online so they've got like i just saw a couple of disaster stories oh you could have it turned off yeah yeah but people had them on and they just were liking odd things online like it's yeah. on YouTube. well that's their fault then isn't it it is but that's probably why they took it away because it was automatic and people were getting baited out for it nah, yeah maybe. them first videos in newcastle you were you seemed if they're your first videos you seemed really confident in them especially public were you drunk as well? I or? was not drunk. I've, I've, <laughs> people have asked me this. I've, I was not, I've never been drunk in a video. There has been a few ideas of me to do it the other way around. So me to get absolutely blat bladdered and then like <laughs> blattered, set blattered <laughs> um, to get me absolutely bladdered and then like interview people. But 
I just don't think it would be very good because it yeah. it requires someone who's going to be I like. I think the way you, you film them, it's like you're because the people are drunk. You're subtly the way you, you do it. You subtly insult, but also it's not like in a bad way. So I think that's quite that that would be quite hard if you were drunk. Yeah, I I, I, I the, so the reason why I was kind of quote unquote confident is because I'd done a lot of presenting before that. I'd, oh, I'd been yeah. doing radio presenting for like a year and a half before that point. Um, and that's just really interesting you say about the me taking the piss out of people with the videos I've always tried not for it to be like I'm going to rinse I'm mm -hmm. going to rip into you right now but it's, it's not that oh, really it's, it's, <laughs> but that was the aim <laughs> <laughs> because it feels a bit it feels a bit like unfair because they're like in the early days they were quite pissed but it's I not was... that you're not going like you're a prick like they'll say something and then it's the way you say it. It's like a subtle, it's not harmful to them, but it's funny for the audience. Yeah. yeah. That also this... helps because the microphone is really sensitive. Yeah. So yeah, you yeah. can say something yeah. under your breath that they will not hear. There are so many golden comments that you made for the, like, the anti-masking protest. <laughs> I remember what, I was watching that. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and oh that was mainly God. because because the microphone is really sensitive. I can just say it quite quietly and they mm. will not hear what I've said. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's how I get away with like <laughs> being attacked, <laughs> being attacked by people who kind of But it's kind of the same with like uh, Nico's videos. You just, you don't say anything bad. You just get them to try say something on their behalf and then you're just like, Right then. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you don't even have to say anything. It's just to look at the camera because anyone who's like watching it would know exactly what they've just said is ridiculous. It reminds us a lot of like Ricky Gervais in The Office. It's mm. kind of like it's the look. Oh, like, it's <laughs> a lot of the camera. Obviously, nowhere near <laughs> it's good. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, but it's the way like you'll they you don't even say anything. Mm. You just have to go. It's just a little look to camera. Yeah. Simples. Yeah. But, but how did you um get to Newcastle? Because obviously you went to private school before and then. You went to Harrow, didn't you? Yeah. So, I, th I don't know if we're jumping ahead here, but I, th I know Harrow is a lot like the push like economics, business, yeah. all that. So how... Someone's been doing the research. Yeah. Uh, how did you um, decide to go into YouTube when, obviously, that... Because high-paying jobs, like economics and stuff, why did you decide to go into presenting? It's a really good question. Is that, is that saying, why is his parents paid hundreds of thousands? <laughs> <to> <laughs> and why have you left up your parents? <laughs> and he's became a YouTuber. <laughs> It's a really Heartbreak. good question. The reason, the, honestly, the, the answer is I hated it. What did, I you, hated do your, what did you do for your A-levels? So my A-levels were, were economics, maths, and history. Oh, no wonder you hated it. Yeah. So like, I, I, went to uni, I went to uni doing economics and finance, and like that was the path. Like, you go to a place like Harrow, and um, my, 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 like, my family had come from the city. Like My dad works in the city. And it was kind of like I did the work experience. I sat on the desk and shadowed people. And what, I remember sitting there thinking, this is terrible. Yeah. Um, and so during my, during my gap year, I, just, I, I, I kind of did things. I just worked in places because I wanted to see what, el what else was like. So I took a, I took a job at Woucher um, <laughs> for three months. I worked at Woucher for three months. Um, and I, was, uh, I, I wasn't given a title. So I said, from, from Harrow to Woucher Woucher. to YouTube. Yeah. Is that the way Can we just take a moment for his mom and dad yeah. this time? Um, <laughs> I was like, I want to get a job. I want to earn money. So like, I, I looked up and there was a job going at Woucher. And I remember I didn't have a job title. I was I merely literally just putting data into spreadsheets. Mm. So I remember asking my boss whether I could have a job title. She was mm. like, yeah, sure. Just take whatever you want you want. So I made myself head of admin at Woucher. <laughs> So I put it on the bottom of my email headers. I don't know who I was emailing. There was no one to email. Um, but yeah, I was... <laughs> I just, just your parents emailing them back and forth. Exactly. Head of work at the bottom. Always doing well for themselves. Um, <laughs> yes, and so I was kind of doing different jobs. And, and it was when I got to Newcastle where I started... Uh, I was doing economics and finance and hated it. And after six months, I changed to English literature because 
I hated it so much. I remember asking my mates, saying, what uni degrees do you do? They said, English literature. I was like, okay, I'll do that. So I walked into the English literature school once and said, hi, yeah, um, I'd like to do your degree, please. And they said, okay, what did you get in your English A-level? <laughs> ah, and we've, we've stumbled across a bit of a problem here. Um, I didn't do it for A-level. And they said, okay, I'm so sorry, but we only accept people with English A-levels. And I was like, and I don't... Went, I went to Harrow. I went to Harrow. <laughs> Have yeah. you seen Street Smart? <laughs> <laughs> so I pulled, uh, yeah, I pulled out the Harrow card. Didn't work. But and I don't know why I was so ballsy, but I then said, okay, let's 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 do a deal. Like some kind of like wheeler deal. I was like, <laughs> well, Chad like, coming in handy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my years at Woucher, my trainee of head of admin at Woucher came in handy. And they were like, I was like, well, well why don't we do a deal? So if I get a 2-1 in my first year in economics, it shows that I'm a good student and I'll, I'll work hard and I'll be a great asset to your to your department asset and, and, yeah and i think because she probably just felt sorry for me she just said yeah okay fine so and then i went and got that to one in english in in economics and then ended up doing english literature so that's why i had four years at university well i read something that didn't you do some something about drama or something yeah i did so I, I got involved with like the student drama i got involved with um like the student radio so i was like really into you were like, really trying to find something other um, than economics to totally. do right <laughs> i was <laughs> literally joining every society i possibly could to see if there was something just else. to feel something yeah <laughs> <laughs> see if there's anything else but spreadsheets and kind of <laughs> asset management yeah that's um, good though that's good like, and so that's how it's need yeah so when people say oh what would you what would your advice be for university i'd say join society Really? It's very like you never know the people you're going to meet, the, the, the things you're going to go into afterwards because of society you've done at university. So I started doing loads of radio and then that just over like three years took a while. Well, what it, like intrigued you about radio and stuff that you wanted? It to was do? me, me, me. And ah. <laughs> um, I remember going into the studio <laughs> and like. So passionate. Yeah. Uh, it's pure like it was just exciting the idea that you could say something for 60 minutes and no one else was going to interrupt you. Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Welcome. Yeah. Um, and so it was like. <laughs> I remember putting the headphones on and being absolutely terrified and then discovering that there was a listener counter in the studio and just like switching it on and realizing there were two people listening. One of them Huge. was my mum. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was like, okay, who's this mystery person? <laughs> I'm going to give them the best 60 minutes of their life. I was um, actually the head of Woucher. <laughs> <laughs> Head of admin at Woucher, my <laughs> person took my job, um, and so it was. It was just kind of enjoyable. The creative side of it, I loved making the idea of making kind of segments that, that are basically just the, the start of a YouTube video. So mm -hmm. you come up with an idea, but you could do it on radio. So I did. I mean, the, my first show on student radio was called Monday Morning Music Madness with me, Max. <laughs> That's a mouthful. He's English of a child yeah. in hand yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just join the school of English. That's really show them what I can do. Be alliteration, guys. <laughs> um, and I did. I remember what kind of segments did I do. I did a segment where I think I I would wear a, a microphone and go up to someone at uni and pretended I met them in a nightclub the night before and mm. just like get them to play oh, along oh, and right, see okay. how far I could push it. Mm. And I just love the idea of making these like really stupid like little segments. It's almost like you were always supposed to do what you're doing right now yeah, like from back then, I mean, which is quite good. Yeah, and but it, it people say, oh, I've been trying you to do YouTube for a while now. It's not really working. Mm. It just shows that it takes a long, long, long time. Even if you're not doing YouTube, doing other things that kind of help you like get those kind of um, ideas flowing is, is mm. a good idea. Well, how long ago was, did you start hospital uh, radio? I started doing radio in... 2014. 2014? Yeah. So six, seven years? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Student radio from 2014 until, yeah, 2015, and then hospital radio from 2015, 2018. It does say, because I think a lot of people will look, so let's say 
just take the, the uh, Dak and Jay video for an example. Mm. A lot of people are looking and go, oh, Max Fosh blew up overnight. But they don't realise that it takes like six it takes years. It takes so long. Because people, people think most people are overnight successes, but very rarely is someone an overnight success other that they've just picked up a camera no. and started. Yeah, I was lucky that I was, I was doing it whilst at university. So there isn't the pressure of like yeah. having to sit there and be like, I need to make this a huge success because I was just doing it in the background. It was something that I was just enjoyed doing. Do you find that a difference now where it's your actual full-time thing? Do you feel like, is it affected like content, like from doing YouTube full-time to having something on the side? Um, I think that obviously um, I bet all of you guys will have experienced this. Yeah. Doing things that you did at the beginning that made you kind of successful, made, mm -hmm. made people want to watch you in the first place is not what you want to make now. Mm -hmm. But you yeah. feel a slight debt to make that kind of stuff. Strange, yeah. isn't it? Because you, yeah. your content's different. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, there's a lot of YouTubers out there that I see them buying a video and they'll do it again, and they'll do well again, and they'll do it again, and again, and again, 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 and then they're like, oh, I don't know where to go, and it's like, because you're just oversaturated and doing the same stuff. Like, Jeremy Lynch. If I have something that bangs for me, I might do it once more, and that's it. Normally, I have like a free and out rule. Like, I'll do it three times, tell it to my TikTok series. But I mean, like, it's on, when, it, when it's something oddly specific, normally I do a free and out, like, three videos max. Like, I know people that do just a similar, similar exact ideas, and then they complain why their channel is... I think sometimes you find uh, a formula though with what you do and people enjoy that content. Yeah, but of course. then obviously when you start to plateau and they've actually been relying on that formula, you're like, well, yeah. how do I change the it's, equation? Yeah. It's thing. very tough for a lot of people seeing the views and seeing it might be temporary success, but long term, it'll not be good for you. But it's very, it, it just is hard to walk away from short term views. Do you just not mm. find that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I, I agree with what Lewis said where you can if you find something that works like at least stagger it like you can do it again yeah. but stagger it a little bit yeah like sometimes if i get a bang of video i'll go i'll do that again in three months yeah. not next week oh let's do it again yeah. let's do it again so I've, again. I found that with my posh series like i did a video where i went to a really posh uni and um filmed there and that like banged on facebook and, like, yeah. yeah like and the best thing is you want to you want to give it time one to build hype for your audience two so you can make it as good as you can and three people will come back like if they've seen you've done 20 of them they're gonna be like, oh like in the space of like six months but if they see like one every four months they'll be like oh yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of it. like cody cole and noel miller that's cringe they rarely upload it but when they do you're like i have to watch it because yeah, they rarely upload it yeah well, so. I, I've always wanted to, like, how many times do I say to you, I want to start a series? Oh, like, today, like, one day he'll come up to me and went, I've got a series, how is this? And he'll just name, like, a whole series. I go, yeah, do it. And then he doesn't do it. That's why I've been interested to get you on, because your street smart thing, instantly, you, in my opinion, it doesn't matter what you title the video, as long as it's street smart, people will watch for mm. street smart, mm. which I think is really interesting for your channel, because... You upload on that street smart. It's not just views for one video. They'll go back and binge watch them like I did. So that's really, that's, that's, I think what's been most beneficial for my channel is the bingeable nature of street smart. And people mm -hmm. sometimes comment, oh, make them longer, make them longer. But I just know as soon as you make uh -huh. them to six minutes, I, I know personally, whenever I see a video and it's like more than like seven minutes, I think that's quite an investment in the time to watch it's that right video. Though, that, well, that's how I feel, but I know not everyone else feels that way. Like mm. I when, when I was a YouTube watcher, I wouldn't watch anything like what you're saying, like over seven minutes. That was actually my rule, seven minute rule. But then if it's someone you watch, you'd watch anything. Like mm. my favorite YouTubers, well, I'd love to bend, like that's people, I, I always, whenever I try to think of like what to do well, I just try to think of like, what would 12 year old Louis watch? And I'd be like, series. Like I'd watch a series mm. where it's like longer the better type thing. Mm. But if it's a person I'm discovering for the first time, I wouldn't click on a long video like that. No, exactly. No yeah, definitely. Well, on the topic of um, street smart and stuff, have you, what's like 
it's quite a like generic question, but what is your most awkward encounter you've had when you've done it? Most oh. of the time, I don't I don't really get that many awkward encounters. So I learned quite quickly how to deal initially with kind of people who were on nights out, yeah. and then just just people normally when you're chatting to them. So people on nights out, they will give back to you whatever you give to them, but mm -hmm. times ten. So if you go into night. Hey guys, go grab for a quick interview. How you doing? How's your night going? Really smiley, really happy. They're all, like as excited, and then it's really? great. So they just whatever energy, you whatever give them. energy you give to them, they'll give back. And so that's really helped. Just going forward into just um, kind of normal street smart videos. I think probably the anti mask video you, you, that I did a couple of weeks ago was one where I knew that I was going in there and people weren't. Or immediately didn't want me to be there because I was wearing a mask. It yeah. was so good. Man. So I need to watch that. I uh, yeah. So good, I so I think it's it's just most of the time it's oh fuck off. Uh, like like what are you doing? Get that camera out of my face. And then in which case, like that's no problem at all. All I'll say is, oh, yeah, can I grab for a quick interview? Two minutes of your time. Yeah, because I, I don't know if it was uh, happy hour. The way you introduce it is always, can I have two minutes of your time? Yeah. Isn't it? Is that like, it's always that I have the, the the same phrase. Oh yeah, can I grab you for two minutes of your time? And does that seem quick to work? Seems to work. It obviously doesn't work every time. I mean, I'll probably get maybe like a 40% people saying yes, but it seems to be the most appealing suggestion to someone off the street. So like, yeah, I can, I yeah, can give you two. Because if they knew what it was, they probably would say yes, but they probably think you're going to ask to like speak to them about Jesus for yeah, exactly. 10 minutes or something like that. So you've got to already, like in their <laughs> mind, I, do I give off that kind of like, idea? Yeah. <laughs> like, would you like to help children with cancer? <laughs> He's got the kids in the back. Oh, oh, um, so you've got to kind of like immediately uh, like talk to what they're thinking in their head. They're like, oh God, no, they're trying to sell me something or um, what's he, what does he want from me? So often I'll say, two minutes of your time. I'm not selling anything. Just want a quick chat. Um, and like the series I do where I do the crossword with the public, so I just set yeah. up a little table and just do the crossword. Mm. I will always say, just just, just to have, and people are like, why are you doing this? I was like, well, A for a YouTube video, but most people don't really understand that. But do you find it's better with a table? Like when you yeah. have a little table? It's really nice with a table because there's there's a set. So there's, that people like will feel more like, oh, it's actually something to do. There's something like, to do rather than. Can you do this crossword, please? Yeah. <laughs> like I hate, <laughs> I, I really don't like doing the the interviews on the street now with just a microphone because oh, I yeah. feel very. I feel very pranky. If yeah, the, the kid, I remember 2014 I, YouTuber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like like, like Leicester Square. Like Vitaly, just going <laughs> to tackle them or something like that. Yeah. Well, with the, the KSI one, it was a bit like that, wasn't it? Oh, it was, I, I only did that because I wanted, because I never really make videos to try and grow the channel. I, I make video, obviously, I, I know what does well, but I've always seen people do like a KSI video and it bangs, especially if he reacts to it. So I thought, well, I might as well just try this. I was going to ask you that. Was that. To get on his Reddit. Yeah, it was to get it was to get him to watch it and to um, react Clever to bastard. it. <laughs> and like and so as a result, I hated making that video. And I've I've mentioned it in the reaction I did to it because I'm I'm so nervous. Mm. Which is I've done this for like three years of interviewing people, but I hate it because I was like, all I'm I'm the sound bites I want to get from people are people saying, No, I don't know who he is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so and normally it was older people I was asking because they won't the old demographic won't know who KSI is. So it was a lot of like I feel really awkward right now. I feel like I'm being a bit of a nuisance. Well, it was that woman that went, um, something like get a proper job or something. She yeah. said that. Like, she was, yeah, she was like getting, uh, saying that to talk about YouTubers. And that's, that's what I wanted. I wanted people to be yeah. like, YouTubers are terrible. And, um, but luckily it worked and KSI reacts to it. And, um, it, Unfortunately, he's now taking it down. He's taking the video down for some oh, reason. Yeah. It got like, no free press for you. Yeah. It got like two million views. And, and he was like, he was a big chunk of the video. And he was like, oh, that was a jokes video. Um, there wasn't a call to action. 
So you know, like sometimes he's done it with yeah, Becky check out, yeah, and like yeah. with um, with Tom Stockdale, where like you've seen that they've grown by a hundred thousand subscribers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the channel grew by three thousand subscribers. Which is which is still great. Like it was a great outcome of the this video week from KSI. Only um, three thousand watts. Yeah, clear that much. Yeah. So I, I was expecting it to like to like bang. Like oh my god, here we go. Yeah, yeah. And I, bet, and I bet you get some comments that are like, "You've only got that many subs because KSI reacted," and you're like, "If only you knew that I got like." <laughs> Nothing from that. Because the way you titled your reaction was like, oh my God, KSI put me in his video. I'm reacting to this for views. Yeah. So like, I, I, made, I made sure that I wanted to make, because I don't do reaction videos at all. Oh, you should have made it a proper commentary, sad face, KSI yeah. responded <laughs> my video. That's what I would have done. Sad face, KSI responded. Um, <laughs> and in the thumbnail, I talk about, like, I looked at other thumbnails that people had done yeah. for KSI reaction videos. I think you were actually one like, of them. You were, you, I looked at probably, the video. It was probably. by you and KSI. On, yeah, well, you uh, were one of them. Uh, yeah, I think KSI is like laughing and I'm like, uh, I can't remember exactly, but yeah. That got like half a mil for you, didn't it? Uh, almost, yeah. You lucky bar. <laughs> uh, no. Well, he did. He, he said, he said, uh, KSI said to me, you're funny, but you're weird, but you're funny. And I didn't really know what to take it with that. He said, you're a weird guy, but you're funny. I went, don't know what to take from that. <laughs> but thank you. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Talking about uh, interactions with other YouTubers, mm. he, um, Charlie said before, and you've got like a, a story with them, um, Vitaly. Yeah, I do. Mm. I do. Lewis mentioned it. So, as I've as I've grown, I've I've kind of wanted to do things that are slightly bigger mm-hmm. like in terms of videos. And one of my great inspirations on YouTube is one of the reasons I've n- like taken the street smart series idea from was Kasim G. I don't know whether you remember him from like old school. You like ten years ago, he used to be on going Venice Beach, and he was this sort of really gangly guy. He wore like a wolf t shirt. And yeah. he was savage. Anyway, he would go I, every that year. Was, that was my content I used to watch. Yeah. I, forgot, I forgot their names. I watched so many of them. Yeah, and he oh. made a series, video series, where he went to porn conventions every year and would, like, see the same porn stars yeah, and have like, this really, like, weirdly, like, wholesome interactions with these porn stars. Yeah. And I lo- at the beginning of this year, beginning of, like, New Year, kind of like, oh, actually, I want to know when this... Because there's there's one big one called the AVN in Las Vegas. Like, oh, I wonder when, when it is this year. And I went online. And it was two weeks' time. So I thought, do I? Better pack my bags. Yeah, I was like, do I <laughs> go? <laughs> so I kind of packed my bags. I flew to Vegas by myself and stayed in a hotel. Who was your cameraman? And I found someone from Instagram. What, who's in Vegas right now? Yeah, yeah. I literally, who's up? I literally typed in hashtag filmmakers of, Love, of Las Vegas into your Instagram and like said, I'll pay you $50 to come and film. That must have been an day. interesting DM for the Yeah. Do you want to come to a porn convention with <laughs> a random man off Instagram? Yeah, do you want, do you want mm. to be a cameraman at a porn convention? <laughs> right, what am I filming? <laughs> trust, me, <laughs> trust me, in Vegas, that is so normal. Um, <laughs> and so I went there and... and uh, I do, I, I do kind of, I do a stand-up show where I talk a lot about this. So I just skipped to the Vitali bit. But I saw Vitali was there, and he was surrounded by because he's now in the porn industry in some mm-hmm. way, and so he was surrounded by loads of girls. And oh, he was, he was on the the bang bus like ten yeah. years ago. But didn't he do like a, in the World Cup final? Didn't someone strip him? his girlfriend? Oh, stripped yeah, his girlfriend. and wore a, like a like a like a mankini kind of thing. No, but yeah. um, did it was class. Yeah, yeah. No. he's on bang. You didn't know that. I didn't so know he was b- on b- Bang Before Bus. he did YouTube, he was on Bang Bus and he was really poor. He's done a video about it. It's quite sad. Uh, I don't know why it's sad. Was he banging uh, on Bang Bus or was he just so on the Bang Bus? He was about to bang. <laughs> just waiting for his So time. it was him and his mate got offered to obviously shoot a porno and he couldn't get hard. And there's a video on it. I mean, 
There's a video on it online. So is he now working in porn? It's kind of it's like <laughs> retribution. He's <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> just like, yeah. like now I've made my success. I'm kind of just doing uh, everything on the bang bus yeah. now. That's what happens when you abuse roids. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Don't bat me. Well, he was, he was there <laughs> at this yeah. convention. He was there at this convention. I thought this would be great for the video if I, if I can interview him. So I walked up to him and he was already like shouting, being really like obnoxious and loud. Mm. I was like, hey man, can I grab for a quick interview for my YouTube channel? And he looked at me and said, how many subscribers do you have? Oh, and I said, I said, how um, did it, like quite, quite condescending. They're like, oh, how many? Like, no, no, it was like, it was like, yo dude, how many subscribers do you have? And I took that to be like, you can only have an interview if you have enough subscribers. Mm -hmm. So I then said, I've got 125K. Like, is that okay? And he was like, why are you asking if that's okay? Like, of course I'll do it, man. For God's sake, for fuck's sake, what are you talking about? And got immediately very aggressive towards me. I was like, okay. Right, I love you, Vitaly. Yeah, yeah. So I, then, I love like, the pranks. I then, I then like, he was like, okay, let's do it. Let's go now, now. Let's, let's film now. I was like, okay. So I got- the, Was he on gear or something? He was, he was definitely on something. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, I, I honestly had a 30 second interaction with him. And- I, I didn't know what to ask him. I was like, "You just froze." I, I co completely. You can see it in the vi in the video. I think uh, he's quite big, isn't he? Like tall wise. He's quite big. He was obviously very muscular. He was surrounded by four girls. He was calling them over, and they like lined up next to him on either side. Like the fucking Power Rangers. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it's just like Avengers Assemble. He was going little holes. He was calling them. He was like Britney, Crystal, and they were like came, <laughs> and they stood next to him. Assemble. Um, <laughs> Avengers Assemble, and. I, and then I, you can see in the video, I completely freeze. And at, when, at one point he takes my microphone and then like- You're getting Alfred here. He then like puts his mouth around my microphone. What did he do? Could you just do it? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, that's, that's <laughs> gonna haunt me. Straight into it. That's, been, that's been clipped. Um, <laughs> and he put his mouth around the microphone and like sucks it and screams. And I take it back <laughs> and my face up. Okay, um, <laughs> I think we're done here. Um, thank you so much for your time. Um, and I'm gonna just uh, piss off now. So that was my on interact. It was a 45 second whirlwind of an interaction with Rizali. He was on. He was on a lot of things. And is that on your channel? That's on my channel. Yeah. Why you did you leave it? If you on just because you could use it for that? Or what, just, what? Why did I leave it? In you, the... you seem like you were so uncomfortable by the interaction. I don't. I don't feel like kind of. PTSD <laughs> because I, think like, I left it in happened? I left it in cause just to the fact that having Vitaly on the channel and he comes across so badly oh, okay. it's like well obviously I'm going to keep that in did it do well? <laughs> no because it got to, it did pretty well I mean all the horny teenagers on YouTube <laughs> um, it did quite it didn't get monetized but I think yeah it did, it did pretty well but I mean I spent like what 700 quid on that whole trip of flights oh, and accommodation that's and not that bad though. Just to get your no, sucked. I was doing it on a budget yeah. well yeah. he spent yeah. that on goats yeah. a couple weeks ago much so. goat yoga for me I was just like oh, we were 4k yeah. um, <laughs> and uh, like so I, I made I made no money from it but it was one it, it's, it's kind of though, right? it was great experience but it was something that my sister said previously it's like type two fun it's like when you're there you are hating it i was really not enjoying myself as i just want to get this and get out but watching back i can be like oh that was actually a really crazy experience did you have any nice interactions with any of the yeah the people a lot of them were really nice who anyone that any, were big fans of um the only person who no so did you see we <laughs> maybe oh actually i did speak to um the girl emily who's in david dobrik's um, Emily Willis. Oh, sorry, I don't know why. Why did quickly. that come so good? Yeah, I spoke to her. Willis. I spoke to her. I don't watch her content. I've seen her on David's channel. She right. was. She was. She was very sweet. But the the reason why they're there is for meet and greets, and so they're already 
very much on. Ready for yeah. it. Don't, don't you find it so weird? Like, imagine imagine if we us YouTubers were doing meet and greets, but knowing that they've had a wank to us. Well, this is the thing. People who <laughs> were, like, lining up and going to meet them, and then they would, like, have this really awkward hug, <laughs> and then they would ask for a selfie, and they'd be like, I'm a big what, fan. With their fedoras on, my lady. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of, my lady. But what was funny is that the, the, all, the, all the girls had huge lines and huge queues of people waiting to see them, and the guys just had their little plinths and no one was there. So they're just, <laughs> just chilling. They're just chilling, just, just chatting to each other. Patali's got different kind of lines. Um, <laughs> is that, is that yeah, that's her. Okay. Um, but the cam girls were really nice. They were they were really like up for like chatting and like were really funny and um kind of good good value did you do more than one video because i don't remember vitali in that video and i was watching it pretty sure it was did you do more than just no no just that video he's in there he's in there about six minutes in um six minutes 14 seconds he remembers it (laughs) very well the time that my my world crumbled before my (laughs) eyes um so yeah that was my one interaction with vitali and like it's the only negative reaction i've had with the youtuber because Mm. like people always want like oh to tell me the time when you met this person, they were awful. That doesn't really happen. You never like how many times really do you meet a YouTuber and you're like uh, an American YouTuber, probably a good seventy percent of the time. True, yeah, like, I feel that. Oh, really? I've never. He's oh, the only American no, no, YouTuber no, no. I've met. I have not, to be fair. But I'm saying uh, people that I know that go to LA, they're like, yeah, most of them are just. Picks. I think yeah, from a lot of things which I know, obviously a lot of the people I know have gone out to America quite a bit and they do get on well with quite a lot of American YouTubers, but the, the scene of like American YouTube to English YouTube, extremely different, but also the type of personalities that you have mm. for English people in general or British people as opposed to American people. It's so different. Like it's now. almost like, for example, it's, so it's coincidental that you said what Vitaly said because I've had friends say that the first thing people say to them is not, oh, like when you meet them at the party, oh, hey, how are you? It's always, hey, how many followers do you have? What do you do? No. And well, the, yeah, fact, yeah. the fact that you said that the first thing Vitaly said to you was, how many subscribers do you have? It's just like, it just, it just seems like... Just it's, like a, it's a very, I think it's a very LA culture thing though. It's not even, it's American, but it's like, it's a very like LA business. Like you're going to a party for networking as opposed to going to a party to have fun and meet new people. It's like the, That's the, really the level of networking. I would network to meet people, to make friends, to work with. You know, but people go to network to get work to then potentially fuck with. If you Milk know I mean. did a video like that. It was really good. They pretended to be like bouncers at a party in LA and they were like, how many followers do you have? How, uh, how, like, w- are you verified? And then all these girls like, yeah, look at me. Likes I get per pictures. Look at me. Yeah, yeah. Can I get in? Can I get in? It just seems... Uh, that's so, bi- so, so bizarre. I mean, I, that's why I'm, I froze when he asked me that question because I've never been asked that question in my life yeah. by someone who, who I'm about to interview. Yeah. I've met so many UK YouTubers and I think none of, I don't think any of them have went, how many subscribers do you have? And it's like, because British people are just more sneaky about it. We just go to the loo and look, yeah. look what look <laughs> on face. I know everything be- about Max before he's even gone. Yeah, <laughs> he's just sitting there just like, now i can talk to you um but yeah so that was my it was it was a it was a random experience but i saw i saw him and i thought like let's let's go for it let's we i need to get this soundbite in there somewhere max i've got um a little bit of a of a topic change but i just want to ask you a question uh, do you drive i do drive yeah okay uh, I feel like it's a probably a very good time for us to say thank you to the sponsor of our podcast. Like, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Ooh, Adrian Flux. Cameron, we've paused the podcast for a very special announcement, haven't we? Yes, Lewis. Would you like to tell everybody what that announcement is? Mm, I feel like this episode may be sponsored by the wonderful company that goes by the name Adrian Flux. Adrian Flux. 
a company which specialises in new drivers, car insurance, Lewis. And what? learner drivers. Learner drivers. You don't even need to have passed your tests to have mm -hmm. Adrian Flux. Mm -hmm. So they offer stuff like black box deals, which we've talked about. How much money did you save on your black box deal? Almost, I think it was like 50%, literally half my insurance when I first passed my test. I feel like Half? Literally. I feel like I say this every single time, but getting a black box, it is a little bit of a pain because it monitors your speeds. But when it comes to the money side of it, it's an absolute blessing in disguise. So if you want to go over and click the first link in the description, you've literally got nothing to lose just to see if you can save money. Go and do that now. Thank you very much to Adrian Flux for sponsoring the podcast. And enjoy the rest of the podcast. Bye-bye. Just want to ask you a question pretty much about... Um, so you've gone through like the whole of presenting, I'd say, is background. Yeah. You mentioned about uh, hospital radio stuff that you're doing mm. is there anything that you want to talk to me about like a, a certain thing that may have possibly gone a little bit wrong at some point in time yeah so i did hospital radio for three years and i was doing it because i'd seen like my idols my radio idols had gone through sorry i'm radio. a bit stupid what is hospital radio so hospital radio is um the radio stations that get played in um, NHS hospitals. So in hospitals, you've got four. Not just put BBC Radio One on. Well, yeah, exactly. So they've got four channels. They've got BBC, the, uh, BBC Radio One, BBC Five Live, Radio Four, and mm. then there's normally like a fourth button because it's supposed to be local. Okay. So you can like listen to what's going on the, in the local area. So hospital radio for years has been breeding grounds for like presenters to like cut their teeth, and like P Alan Partridge was made because the kind of people you meet in hospital radio yeah. are very individualistic. Let's just say that. Um, and uh, so. I went and I'd, I'd seen that people like Greg James and Nick Grimshaw had all done hospital radio and that's where they'd gone on from there. So I thought, I'll do hospital radio. So I joined um, a station called Radio Tyneside that uh, does uh, hospital radio for hospitals all across the Northeast. From the RVI to the... <laughs> right, put his radio voice on. Yeah, no, the proper radio <laughs> voice. On, Is that um, your video voice? Oh, yeah, I, I can put on a radio voice, but there's the, the, the best thing that I used to do, the, the most fun game, uh, Cam talked about it earlier, about how how am I kind of confident with a mic with like talking about things is because there's a game called the link game. So but when you play a piece of music, you've got obviously the in intro and it's like sacrosanct. It's like you're not allowed in radio circles to speak over the, the singing, over the, the lyrics. So you have to try and get in what you've got to say before the lyrics start. So it's a whole game. It's oh, called okay. hitting, hits, it's hitting the link or hitting the vocals. So um, I would play this game with my mates in the car. It's actually really hard. So you just don't have anything like to talk about but you've got to keep talking keep mm. talking timing the end of what you're talking about when the vocal hits so um these are all little games that I, things you learn whilst in hostel radio and i was there for three years and there was the, the the story i'm referring to that got me in trouble i nearly got fired from hospital radio because <laughs> i um i had got i was looking up songs which had really good intros for like links oh, no. and there's an acdc song um <laughs> called highway to hell <laughs> Which okay. goes da na na nothing da na na, <laughs> and I could speak in between those little bits. And um, what I forgot was that this <laughs> radio team broadcast people in hospital. <laughs> so I was broadcasting <laughs> the song "Highway to Hell." Davy said he's bad like what the hell? Someone's taking their last breath. So it's fucking Highway to Hell's playing. When I was doing, I thought this is prime radio content and then i got called in by dave um who was the station manager and it's just lovely kind of geordie guys it's very kind of like, it's like max 
What are you doing? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you, you can't even blame that. Um, Fuck sake. He's like, we've had, we've had a number of complaints. I won't lie. Um, and uh, yeah, so I, I nearly got fired for playing Highway to Hell, but I have to say that that link was absolutely banging. And it was it was the perfect thing to to, to chat in between the little like chords of the what guitar. What are we to go? Yeah. What, to Highway to Hell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wonder where I'm going. Yeah, thank you, Max, for... Sending me on my merry way. That exactly. Was... So it could have all it could have all come crumbling down if I got kicked out of, of the radio world. And that all stemmed from you joining radio societies at uni. Yeah. Well, at least you That's did really that. Cool, at least you, because you said society was the best thing that at uni. But most people that go to uni, mm. they leave with a drug addiction in debt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's good that you came up with something, I guess. Yeah, and it's 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 not like <laughs> typical to uni. Like hostel radio is in every local area. Some of them might be like better than others in terms of the equipment they've got or the amount of training they can give you. I was just lucky that Newcastle's got like one of the best in the country. So oh. they were really keen to help train me up and they have good equipment and um, they were well funded by donations. Um, but anybody who wants to get into presenting, there's always opportunity to go to your local hospital radio station and just like make tea for a bit. And then because it's unpaid and it's all volunteer work, there will be a slot that comes up. Biscuit tea by any chance? Yeah, exactly. Get some biscuit tea involved. Get, ask Cam Kirkham for the recipe. And nice. that's, you know. Well, especially now doing hospital radio with Corona, you'll have like a full set. Exactly. You've got, you've got a, the audience bigger than ever. <laughs> Play Kevin Hart. <laughs> Huge numbers. I feel like I want to move it on to talk about like from growing up. So we've, yeah. we've, we've, we've established off camera and also kind of on camera that Two of us have gone to private school, mm -hmm. two in public. Where are you actually from? So I'm from um, Notting Hill, as oh, in oh, the, the carnival, as in the movie and the carnival. Okay. Did you ever go to the carnival, by the way? I've been to the carnival. I hate the carnival because oh. the carnival is just one massive event where it, you you just seem to be going somewhere Which for three hours but you, you never get to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You never arrive you never at the place you're, you're going. So oh, you're, it's great, though. You're always going somewhere, like trying to find someone. Yeah. There's, no there's no cell phone reception, mobile phone reception. So you're always going somewhere that you never arrive. So I've been to the carnival. Yeah. Don't like it that much. Oh, it's always a great time. I always get battered on running nephews. It's always fun. But um, do you think private school was worth it? I mean, I wasn't the one foot in the bill, so I would say yes. Um, <laughs> Where the boat is? The so Harrow school. is about, it's, it's near Wembley. Oh, about, okay, okay. It's about, west. Like yeah, it's west, northwest. It's about <laughs> the opposite side of London and to what, where we are right now. what private now. school did you go to? I went forest school. That's East London. But going to Harrow... Oh, so East and West. Did we use, like, rivals? Oh, no, 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 no. We were known... E Eaton called we'll us. We'll be at hockey this weekend. <laughs> no, no. Eaton called us the grammar school because we're we're a bit <laughs> a bit more rough than some of the posher schools. Like we. Oh yeah, I, I love that. You told me that you just got called the grammar. That's like such a like private school insert. Yeah, no, school. Yeah, yeah, but that's what it was because whenever we played against Eaton or or something like that, you can see that there was like one kid was called Sergeant, and I. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I, sergeant? Yeah. Sergeant, not sergeant. Oh. Sergeant. <laughs> sergeant. Like, yeah. But anyway, just the type of people that went to, meaning no offense, to like Harrow and Eaton were was very he different white British to as well? Huh? Was sergeant yeah, he was, was a white boy. I didn't get it. I didn't understand. That's I, I was very confused. But regardless, like, like my, my brother went private. to private school, so I know. Oh, did he? Like, did yeah, well, your parents just not love you as much or something? Like, was no, that no, what it was? No, he was like, just. Ta he played for Scotland for football and rugby. So he was ta so he got a full scholarship, scholarship. Yeah. full paid for. Um, and apparently, this I, I could have potentially went as well because if, if you've got if you've got relatives, YouTube scholarship. 
something like that. <laughs> YouTube scholarship, yeah. I've got 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, he, he went to private school. Um, do you know all the other private schools in it? Is there a lot? Because in scholarships, yeah. there's quite, quite a few. Yeah. There are quite a few. Because yeah. like, you, you play like, each other at sport. There's yeah. only like five I could think I mean, like, of For me, like, obviously, local schools were Chigua and Bancroft's. Do you know any of them? Uh, yeah, Chigwell. Chigwell. Yeah. Chigwell and Brandroff. Chigwell and Brandroff. There's obviously Charterhouse, Eton. Radley. No, it's not. Where, is, where is Eton? Is Eton like quite central? Eton's well? Windsor, so it's West London. It's just outside oh. London. But Harrow and Eton are like the two uh, like kind of prestigious. prestigious ones in the UK. Prestigious. Um, mm. And I mean, to go back to the question, is it worth it? Mm. I, I like, I think that the the education side of things I had this conversation with like friends of my university because most of my mates at university didn't go to private school and they were mm -hmm. like well we're the same we we've we've got to the same place and I totally agree I think that yeah. if you want to work if you work hard at any school like mm -hmm. you can you can make like whatever you well, like of it academically but I think the experiences that Harrow just kind of gave you as an opportunity I think that's I'm I'm so in line with that I agree with um, you and and the and just purely the the kind of the life skills so we was we were kind of we didn't really know it but from a young age we were taught to talk in front of big groups of people so you were always doing like a uh, uh, kind of a talk or a presentation to either like your your class or your boarding house you always met with teachers you like you you ate with your teachers at lunch like meal time so you were always having these kind of Con like conversation yeah. with people who were older than you mm -hmm. so i think that socially it probably helped me massively like it means that i can go into basically any social situ situation and not be nervous and not be anxious mm -hmm. that i'm gonna say the wrong thing um if being actually quite <laughs> can't, can't relate yeah. I'd, I'd have to walk about my school hoping i didn't get anything fucking thrown at me <laughs> i'd get a fucking horrible smack in the back of the head I'd be like, who was that who is that <laughs> people used people used to get sweets in my school there were special there was these little sweets that you could roll up and you could unroll them and there were Vicious whips, vicious mm. whips. It was. Uh, where the fuck did you go to school? <laughs> prison, prison. Yeah. Oh no, Scottish there was prison. No, it was just. It wasn't. It wasn't rough but by any means. To, to be fair, and I don't know about your school, but we did like um, plays. Did you not do like have to like role play things? But you had to do in front of the school. Role play. N no, no yes, we fucked each other, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing, student? Need some extra credit. <laughs> Step no, away no, from no. Mindy's arsehole, Cameron. <laughs> no, no. Pat, you mean like pant uh, like acting? No, yeah, no, like no, 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 no. You had to, be, you had to be big to do that, mate. If uh, some of the people in my school, if you said, "Oh, you're in the pantomime," they go, "No, I'm not." What about nativity play? <laughs> like, you must no. have done a nativity. I, primary school. This is a cultural reset I, for me. Like I was, I was the angel and uh, the Jesus play <laughs> in primary school. I was, I was so insecure because I was the only boy that was an angel. And then my angel wings fell off during the play, and I was, I was, I was. That's why he still has painted nails today. Yeah, yeah. Lewis, I was Angel uh, Gabriel, mate. If it makes you feel any better. You were yeah. who? Angel, Angel Gabriel. Angel Gabriel. I don't, I don't know what if my angel had a name. It was just. Just, I think my angel was just. just angel. On the street. It's just Angel One. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. I think it was just Angel One, Angel Two. I generally think it was. I didn't get, a, I didn't get a name. For me, for me, yeah. for private school though, I, I. I yeah, for, you don't have to necessarily talk about how much your school does cost, but like depending on what it is, everyone has their different prices. Mm. Um, but they're not cheap. Mm. If I sit there and look objectively, if I was going to send my child to to school, do you have any siblings? Were any siblings? Did your siblings go as well to private school? My two older sisters went to Newhall, but my younger sister, her mum, is Newhall one of a private school? It is a private school, yeah. But um, number one. But what are yeah. you going to say about your child? Um, my child? Your, ch your child? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> I don't have one. <laughs> um, 
yeah, if, if I have a, a child in the future, um, it's it's definitely something to think about because the money, I, like Max said, you'd probably end up going to the same university, being in the same position financially. It doesn't actually mean, oh, I'm going to pay money, so I'm going to be better off or be an elite mm-hmm. person. I never thought that, number one. I'm also not. We're also living in the same place. So it's exactly the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Our journeys have been different, but the the way that you're brought up throughout the school system, I do value that a lot. We had like football trips and stuff. So I went to Spain twice. We had skiing trips. We like had that those. as well. Okay, yeah. We went to Spain. Oh, that's great. But the yeah, stuff but o- o- only like five but students then, could go then, like. No, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it's like a year group. It seems a lot better. Oh yeah, no, but because it is, because there's funding for it. That's the thing. So we ha- you have like dr- drama societies and. Oh wait, are you saying that was paid for? No, no, we yeah, pay, we pay for it. Oh, but, yeah, but I mean, but it's like we went like ski trips to like Andorra and stuff like that in places. Then football trips, we went to Valencia, like the actual football club. Uh, we Max, you went to Valencia as well. Yeah, Did but I mean, but it was like the football program. So like it was the football team. It was a football trip. It wasn't just a yeah. That's what it was. Go. That's what it was. It's um, sick. Really cool. I wasn't ever. No, I wasn't in the football. No, but, no. but there's and so many things. My like brother was a good person to ask because he spent four years at my school mm. and then spent two years at his school and he was like because his was boarding as well so he was staying oh. there and he was like education wise there's no difference he was like, Precisely he was, he was like no difference but you get you get out of it what you put into it mm. as far as it comes to education like people can't teach you put it on to put like forward to you on a silver platter but that did football like if you're playing sports like for me i think the biggest thing difference between private school and states is that you have your sports programs and drama programs and art programs like the yeah, I would, that's just yeah. I, I think with like st- I don't, my school never had like Valen- like going to Valencia stuff for the school football team. We just went mm. to fucking Did you not the pub. <laughs> not 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 like, not like trips. Well, what you need to remember is in Scotland we go to school till we're eighteen. You you only go to school till like sixteen, don't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah, we go to school till we're eighteen. So. Do you? Yeah. Like, what is it like? Yeah, so twelve so and thirteen are part of so no, school. I have to explain this to everyone, and people got so confused. And I'm like, no, it makes way more sense than the way the English do. It literally. So you've got six years of high school, uh, well, seven years of primary school, then um, you've got six years of high school, and after four years you can leave, but no one does. The only people that leave is people that want to like join the army, like people that don't need qualifications type thing. And then um, you've got fifth year, because you do two years to do your A-levels, don't you? Mm. We, we call them hires, and you can do your hires. hires. Uh, and we do them every year, not every two years, so you do them every year. And if you pass them all, great, you're off to uni, and... So you'll probably get into uni, and in the last year of school, they'll just chill out. Or if somebody only got half their hires, the, the, if, if somebody only got half their hires, the last year they'd be spending just stressing. Whereas me, I, I, I dropped out at the end of fifth year. I, I got free hires, which isn't the best. Mm. Well, I um, think I think it's interesting what Max said about how I think the difference is the life skill things. Because mm. in normals in public school, like I left so shy, and there was never like. There was never anything where it would push out your comfort zone, whereas it seems like the fourth year to develop in private school. Did, yeah. you, did you have like any kind of societies or stuff which you had at Harrow or anything? At Harrow, so like there was, I mean, there was literally, we did all sorts, like, like drama. Mm. Um, to give you an idea, like you talking about earlier, how no one would ever do like the pantomime. So yeah. there was um, at my school, something called first year drama. So yeah. it meant that every single boy that came to the school had to be in a play in their first year that they had to perform to the rest really? of the school. That's mm. mental. So like, and that's just a confidence building. It thing? was a confidence build, but also really like makes you, puts you out of your comfort zone. As Cam said, there's another thing in your boarding house, there's, there's the school and then you each person has the best 12 boarding houses where you live. 
Um, and at the end of every term, there would be like a big like dinner and something called songs where you'd sing like school songs and stuff like that. Every boy had to do a solo in front of the whole oh, house. So that's 70 boys who range from 13 to 18 plus I saw teachers. More? Every single was it highway to hell? Rachel, the dead tree. And I think it had to be. It was always the same. It was always the same song. But and it didn't matter how bad you song. were. It didn't matter. It was. It was. A, it was a verse of, of the song. Didn't not not how, every seventy people had to do that. Well, like they did every every not not every like song. consecutively. Like, yes, Benedict with Slim Shady. <laughs> my name is. <laughs> Um, so in your first year, you had to do a solo. So it was oh. just it was just a way of kind of pushing you. It was absolutely terrifying. If you like weren't a singer, it's terrifying. But the good thing mm. is, are you, is are you could sing it. I can Yeah. So I've joined a choir and I've been oh. in London. Ooh. Just like again to go back Running. to things that you like join doing extra things mm. just because you enjoy them. It's also been so helpful for me because I met my agent who now represents me through that choir. Oh, really? So doing things like that, you never know what's going to... I did it because yeah. I enjoyed singing, but yeah. as a result, I got an agent that I never would have ever been able to get in the door with. Yeah, I'm going to assume you had houses, right? Like at Harrow? Yeah, like, yeah. So like, what house were you in at Harrow? So I was in a house called Bradby's. And <laughs> that sounds like a boy band. Yeah. <laughs> the Bradby's. <laughs> the Bradby's. <laughs> Up next, the Bradby's. Uh, How many houses did you have? There were... 13 houses. 13, 13 houses. Yeah. We, had, we had seven. eight in the boys' school and then six for girls, and now it's seven and seven for equality. So it was yours at all, all boys' school? All boys. Yeah, yeah. All, all, all Jesus. So there was 75 boys between the ages of 13 and 18 all living in a oh, boarding oh, house. Oh, I thought that was each year, but that's all together. Yeah, yeah. So there's 70 so boys. So everyone knows house. everyone. Every, in your boarding house, you know everyone. Um, Is and that per house, though, right? <laughs> That's 75. Wait, yeah, so it's 75 does, times 13 in the whole school. How does yeah. football teams work? Do you have someone that's 18 and someone that's 13? Or do you what? get in? No, because you've got 13 houses, bro. So like, it, that's, it's like, how many people do you say? 70, 70 boys per house. Yeah, 13 houses. Oh, yeah. The whole so school. then there'll be like a, a, a house football oh, club. I thought, you, I thought you meant 70 boys in the whole school. I was going to so say, ba geez. Basically, for like my school, we have... We had eight houses and then we had our year group. So obviously year seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Um, I, I don't know if you said this, but my brother, <laughs> he went for head of his house just so he could get a double bed. Yeah, that's the thing. Oh, really? <laughs> All the rooms were single beds, but he, went for, he didn't care about anything. He just wanted a double bed. I was, I was, <laughs> I was vice head of house um, because I couldn't be head of house because I was too badly, Ooh. badly behaved. Ooh, naughty, naughty. <laughs> no, yeah, because no one, no one had ever been sent out of class in sixth form until me. I was the only. Uh, I'm an idiot, but um, I. My point I was going to say here with um, what you were doing with houses, did you have like house sports, yeah. house, yeah. House sports and house drama and this, con your co that's, that's thing. what we mean like when Constantly you say like you're doing that. Kind of with one another. Like so we had house music as well. Like having competition between like, uh, it's nice, like just, like I'm competitive with anything, like I'd get annoyed over like table tennis and that and stuff. <laughs> oh, it's house table Rowan, tennis. Mm. Rowan, if I came second in Rowan, I was livid. You did fucking Rowan? Uh, for like fitness, like it'd be oh. like who could do the most in ten minutes type thing. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, so, so for your house like activities, not not on water, on machines. By the way. Oh yeah. <laughs> not on a fucking so lake. For, for your for your <laughs> house <laughs> sports, machine, machine. Um, what did you do? Like, uh, I, so I was lucky that I was I was also quite good at sport. Mm -hmm. So it's still it's quite like American. It was when I was there in the sense that if you were in the sports teams. 
you were kind of cool. Did mm, you get the little yeah. jock jackets? Well, it, oh. you kind of did. You got co- you got how you got sports colors, which meant that you could yeah, wear different colors well. tie, yeah. or you could wear a, a jacket or a blazer that was different. And so, if you were walking around the school with one of those blazers on, like especially to the younger boys, like thirteen year olds, you see this eighteen year old who's in the first team for the yeah. school, like. It's like, whoa, he's a proper big deal. Mm. And so I was lucky that I was good at cricket. So I was in the first team. Oh, you look like such a cricketer. You you said on uh, Happy Hour that that was one of the reasons you got to like hang around with like the cool kids. Yeah, it was, I was, I was allowed. Well, it meant that they, because I spent so much time with them in training and like matches. Yeah. I hung around the cool people, Mm. but actually didn't have anything in common with them at all. Um, And so that's why like, I don't really have any mates from school because I don't, I had nothing in common with the football team. Really. I kept into into a team just purely to make my life easy mm-hmm. and to have friends because I was around them so often. But we had nothing in common. Mm. Um, and so as that since we've American, left, isn't it? That if you're in the sports teams, you're cool. You're cool, and I love drama mm. as well. So like it was kind of you couldn't have both. It was literally, it mm. is High School Musical. <laughs> <laughs> you cannot have both. Well, it's solo as well. I'm yeah. to Max Efron over here. I am, I am. What was the female, um, like, sister school to Harrow? We didn't really have one. Because we, we didn't have because we literally had the girls' school. But then obviously there's Chigua and Bancos, which are nearby. And then We'd have the socials. Schools. Yeah. So this is when you would go and, like, meet, like, and they would be the, be the like, a disco with another, with a girls' school. <laughs> Um, I think it was their attempt for us to like meet girls. Please meet women. <laughs> um, and they were they were so funny. They would be always be so kind of they would be so awkward at the beginning with the classic like school disco of like girls on one side, boys on the other, and, and then find the girls you dance with. Yeah, and, and then like it's like one... Notting Hill Carnival at school. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like one lone warrior who just kind of crosses the boundary over like to no the man's girls. land. <laughs> oh. like, guys, come on over. It's okay. We used to we used to do like uh, <laughs> we used to do like a. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Scottish Highland dancing, and uh, I used to always find the person who was on themselves. They'd have to do it like with a ghost, just the air, and be so funny. What Kayleys uh, and stuff? Yeah, Kayleys. Yeah, that'd be great if I had the stuff like that. But normally, I remember I did once. I once did speed dating with school, with a girls' school, but we, oh, were, yeah. f- we were fourteen. Yes, but who, who approved that? Yeah. Um, it was. I think it was. It was a. It was a sweet idea in principle. Like you go yeah. around, like meet as many like people as you can, and make friends. And some people didn't make friends, and like. Yeah. Big, um, like form those relationships, but I remember being so weird. I was sat there, <laughs> just as a fifteen-year-old kid, just moving from table to table, <laughs> meeting. You girls. feel like you're forty years old. Yeah, like, yes, middle like crisis. so. How many kids have you got? <laughs> um, it felt very, very formal. But it was, as I said, I, I had like, I, I don't like to say that boarding's like my time at school was either good or bad. Like it was both. Like mm. it was really difficult times when I was at school, but it also gave me so much and I had great opportunities whilst at school. Um so the idea that boarding school is kind of everyone like I spoke about it a little bit on happy hour, like, oh, everyone is really kind of stereotypically posh. Yeah. Um and they all oh, hey, nice to meet you, chap. How are you doing? Everyone calls him sleep the other chap. He doesn't really like that. Like I know I've got a posh voice. Mm. But that was ma- a brilliant Boris Johnson impression by the <laughs> way. That sounded like spot on. Good at work. Do, do good work. Um <laughs> you set him off yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's um, so it it was like it was an incredibly privileged position to be in, but it's not the be all and end all. The, the st- it's not the be all and end all. Yeah. It's not the stereotypical environment right. that you kind of see in kind of like movies. What I do want to ask, it, it, like obviously people that go to private school, their family has money. Was there anyone who was like, I don't want to say a descendant. <laughs> I mean like, but like a, a son of like someone famous or like really. Who was at my school? Yeah. Anyone you knew? Definitely there will be a couple. Sport, there was, sportsmen or. There was, um, 
In terms of like famous people's, it was the last ascendant of Adolf Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> in terms of people who, like, parents were famous, not particularly um, that I knew of. We had a few people who went on to be famous sportsmen who were in my year in my house. Oh, really? So um, you talk about like getting sports scholarships. Yes. A lot of them came in halfway through, and two of them are now like one of England, like England rugby players, greatest rugby players. So one was called Mario Otoje and the other was Billy the Napola. So if you watch, oh, Napola, if, yeah. you, if you watch like sport, like you'll know that these guys are um, like the equivalent of like, I don't know, Jordan Henderson for England football. Yeah. Um, but they joined the school and they were kind of obviously the, the kind of the people to look to mm. in, in that world. And they've gone on to do some really, really big things, but not particularly that many people who were famous, famous, who were either at the school when I was there or who have gone on to do so. Absolutely. I think that's a good roundup for that conversation. I think we've talked a lot about... Is there anything else you want to chat about? I mean, what I do want to ask, actually, was... Because <laughs> I did see on our paper the stuff you used have to wear. Yeah, we had to wear mental stuff. The, it was the hats for me. Yeah. Hat, and the then you boaters, yeah. what was it you had to do when you walked past it? So teacher? we were where so during the week, so we had school we had school on Saturdays and we had chapel on Sunday. So our Sunday dress was different. So our Sunday Wait, dress was that school was, on Saturdays? School on Saturdays. Was that full day or half day? Half a day. Had, and um, then you yeah. play sport in the afternoon. But on Sundays we would wear tailcoats, so like black, like penguin suits. Mm-hmm. Um and then kind of like it was like your Sunday best, like proper old school and the boys in the top year who were prefects wore top hats and had a cane so like <laughs> literally was like proper <laughs> mental um but then during the day like for for weekdays it was just like gray trousers white shirt a black tie a blazer and then we had a straw boater which we would if we saw if cause obviously harrow was a town so like you walk along the street and whatever and you pass teachers so if you saw a male teacher you just like Doth your tap cap literally see after the first time is it just the most enthusiastic just it's, it's it gets to the point where you don't even you just put your finger up to it yeah uh, and then for a for a female teacher <laughs> what happens if you're in a rush running <laughs> you literally just have to like put your finger up like that um and it what and if you weren't if you yeah if you weren't dressed properly you got punished so Ooh. there was with the cane no not with oh, the cane okay. um there was something uh, called custos um which means that if you were dressed inappropriately um you let's say your shirt was hanging out your top button wasn't done up you would have to report to there was a teacher called custos custos means guard in latin really <laughs> mental i know and you'd have to report to him at 7 a.m i think it was um and to, he would make sure you were properly dressed and then you'd go out your day. So you had to do that for three yeah, days. Bend over, let me have a look. <laughs> no, no, lads. Um, and so you'd have to do that for, for three days. And then if you missed one day, you'd have to, you have another set of three days added on. So it, it encouraged you to dress smartly and correctly. Did you never get into trouble in school? Not, not, not really. I was always a bit of a goody two-shoes. Um, I... Yeah, never, never really got into trouble. I think the, the worst I got was p- I passed a rugby ball in a in a corridor, and so I got lines for that. Oh, yeah, throwing a rugby nah, ball. Mine's was stupid things. I think I got uh, seven punishments for the same teacher because he was called uh, I won't say his surname, but it was uh, he had Doctor as his name, and I just thought it'd be really funny and really mature just to always call him Mister. 
just because it'd wind them up, and it did. It did over and over and over. Every every day, I'd get what we used to call punnies, which is short for punishment, punishment punishment exercise. The the last thing I want to bring up is um, I've heard that you're trying to get, or you are doing stand up. Mm. How's how did that? So that started because we talked about very briefly earlier about the longevity of YouTube. Yeah. Um, And like once you find something that works, then you finish, and then that stops being working, and then you're like, what do I do now? So. I'm always of the mindset of you've always got to be constantly changing what you're doing. And so stand-up seems... Just to something be, new, fresh and exciting to keep yeah. you like, interested. Um, to keep you excited and interested and also to to have extra skills because although YouTubers have some very like transferable skills in the real uh, world, mm-hmm. um, we often uh, just kind of sit behind a computer most of the time. So I started doing stand-up literally this time last year. How's um, that going? Well, I well, mean, not right now. Not right now. Yeah. Um, we had obviously kind of done loads of. I did did only like ten gigs from December till about March, and then everything shut down. But my goal was to go to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, do a month there, and then kind of announce myself as also kind of a stand up because I think in the mainstream media, YouTubers are kind of looked upon with a little bit of like ugh, YouTubers, yeah. you, mm. and so I want to prove to my. And often we see YouTubers who go to TV. They, they can't make the jump because they don't have the skills suited for TV. Like yeah. you need to be able to think on the mm-hmm. spot. You need to be mm-hmm. take direction well. And so I thought, well, if I can prove to bigger kind of producers mm-hmm. that I can, I've done stand up and yeah. I, I'm, I've done a medium which is kind of approved, mm-hmm. then it will kind of open more doors for me, purely just a future proof, just to check mm-hmm. that I'm okay in the I future. Someone that's uh, made that transition really well is Bob Burnham. Oh, I mean... <laughs> He's he's my he's my hero. He's he? my he's my absolute icon. See a lot icon. of people who from YouTube who want to get into stand up. See Bob Noel, Burnham. Noel and Cody as well. Yeah, but Bob Burnham's got like Netflix specials and everything, mm-hmm. hasn't he? Yeah. And the way he it's like seamless, like as if as if he's been doing it like his whole life, isn't mm. it? The way he's so confident on stage. So how was your first stand up? Did we uh, terrifying? Where yeah, was it? Was terrifying. It was in a uh, it was in a pub in East Dulwich. Um, uh, no, sorry, it was in Dalston. It was in Dalston. It was a pub in Dalston, and it was a night where. Um, you basically had to come along and like do five minutes and then sit in the audience for everyone else. So basically, the yeah. only people who were there were comedians. Were the other performers? That's quite good, though, right? That's good. Did you get yeah, feedback from people? So, no, no, really. Everyone's very like insular. There are a few people who had obviously were mates and had come together. Okay. Um, so I rocked up and I didn't know what to talk about. I didn't. I, I, so I kind of thought, right, okay. Well, the only thing you know to talk about is like your past experiences so i just did the classic like private school thing of just talking about public private school um and did five minutes of that and remember thinking god writing it at home and performing in my living room and thinking this is hilarious (laughs) um and then going to this uh this event and not knowing anyone and sitting at the back and um this uh the compere who was kind of doing a bit of chat and anyway um the guy before me i think it was guy before me or after me um, he got up, he's an enormous guy, big puffer coat, and he was like, uh, if anybody wants to heckle, just know I'm carrying a knife. Uh, and, oh. so, and so no one knew whether this was an <laughs> opening joke or an actual threat. Did he come to make them laugh or and, and, and for everyone, a fight? Everyone laughed, and so I was like, <laughs> so I was like uh, okay. Um, but I don't know whether he was joking or whether he was being serious or not. Um, but so I then went up and did my five minutes, and it was it was fine, I think. Um, I think I've got it on my voice notes on my phone. Yeah. Um, I've recorded it. And um, and then from then, I thought, right, I'm just going to get the first one out of the way. Just get it done. No one knows I'm here. Um, and so I did it. And so from then, I've just been <laughs> No slow. one knows I'm here, but there's a guy threatening everyone yeah, with a knife. Yeah, exactly. Right, great, that could have gone really wrong. Um, and so f- since then, I have 
just kind of curated a show um, for kind of like mainly for my audience because I've never sold any merch. I've never sold anything to my audience. So I, the only thing I want my audience to do is just to buy tickets to shows. And so okay. the people who are going to be there are people who watch the video. So I don't want them to come and think, oh, that's not the guy that I watch on online. Yeah. But alternatively, I don't want to, to go there and just do my videos live. Yeah. If that makes exactly sense. So um, it's a fine line well it's a good thing because uh I, I i follow a lot of comedians uh on instagram and it seems like it's starting back up again like as of the last few weeks is really good mm -hmm. like literally i had been emailing venues to get some gigs at the start of this year then obviously a big COVID bastard came along uh <laughs> but no what you're saying about improv for example that is n that's 90 percent the reason we wanted to do it isn't it mm -hmm. the main reason we wanted to start this podcast was nothing else other than getting comfortable and good at improv on the spot, cameras always on you, getting used to a camera. Same with streaming, that's another reason why I started streaming. Yeah. It's getting good camera on you 24-7, improv 24-7. So you can't it, edit, you can't uh -huh. go again, you can't read. So that's mostly for improv and then stand-up was mostly for confidence. I'm not doing it for any financial incentive, it's literally just for myself, for yeah. myself. That's literally it, I don't care about money, whatever. Well, that's, that's my end goal is I want a special on a like a, a red like a registered platform. So if it's an Amazon special, obviously Netflix is massive. But that would be like my ultimate goal to get a stand-up mm. special like that. But, but didn't you you said to me that you'd prefer to have like the biggest audience you can before you go into that? That is like terrifying to me. I want to I want to go in this as a random fucking Scottish guy that no one knows who I am because I feel like people. Let's say if I invite my YouTube audience, they're gonna laugh at me because mm. they watch my no, videos. No, no, like my videos. I want to make a random fucking fifty-year-old no. Brexit man laugh. But it's like if you talk, if you watch uh, Kevin Hart on strange demographic. <laughs> if you watch like Kevin Hart on Joe Rogan's uh -huh. uh, podcast where he talks about. Before he goes to the stadium, which has like 100,000 people in, which is mental. he's done 200, 300, 400 shows in little pubs where, the, the, obviously it's Kevin Hart, they'll know who he is, but people who necessarily aren't his audience, mm -hmm. and he'll like test it. So that's what I mean. I want to wait to do the big show, but obviously I'd do it like... No, but I'm talking from like a, uh, a pressure point of view of like just getting used to, like people would, you're saying like people would still know who he is. I wouldn't have a people, I want, I'd prefer to be like, a fully comfort, comfort, confident, like 50 stand-up gigs behind me before I even announced it online or that. You know what I mean? Yes, same. Yeah, yeah. Same. Just because, just, just literally just for confidence and that's it. Is it easier the more you do it? Like your, your second time was yeah. it a lot easier than the first? Um, yes, you get much more confident in just letting the material go. Mm -hmm. uh, you get more, more confident in finding something that happens in a show and then running with it. Mm. And, um, and so, I mean, to go back to the reason why I'm doing it is because like YouTube for me, I, I, I cannot see myself doing YouTube for like more than like five years yeah. purely because of the mental strain. No one knows. On it, could, it could be, it could be another two years. It could be another 10 years. None exactly. of us knows. Yeah. The mental strain. So men that's why I'm so impressed at people like KSI for being like, for doing it for 10 years. And he did take like a two year break at one point. That's why I, I was literally saying that to you last week, mind that I was like, if I'm still doing this in ten years, I'll probably be fucking dead because it's just too much mental strain. I can't. You also can't. you also do two videos a week though, Lou. So like, that's I can imagine it's a it's a mental strain in itself to try and keep yourself to a schedule. Yeah, like if you're if you relax, if, you, if you're financially secure, you could just do it whenever you want. For it's, sure. Uh, and especially if you're fucking like but got kids, family, shit like that. But also, in, in the other concept of like you're talking about stand up, so sometimes you can. What I like about my work when I go and do like filming. I turn up, I film, I enjoy the moment, I'm gone. What I hate about um, editing is that you have to continue and you have to go again and again and again mm. and get there. Concept of coming up with like a video for like, say for example, whether it's the, 
the AVN one or something like that. You have to come up with whole intricate concepts, how you're going to do it. Like that, that in itself is a stress mm. to then do it. And then the doing it in the moment is what your stand-up is. Say, for example, yeah. like if you prepare your stand-up, then you go there. I feel like that is then done and you can go home after it and it's done. And you but also feel like you're also buzzing. Like numbers on a screen, you can never quantify how many you see faces, When you see faces, Jamie, like you do, loving you, it's like, oh. As soon, yeah, as soon as you do it to like 80 people, it's like, fuck that way. And you see them and you see them yeah. just like genuinely enjoying themselves. Even if you get like a positive comment, you'll be like, oh, you won't be like, oh. But if somebody gives you something nice in real life, you'd be like, oh, shit, yeah. that, that, that's so exciting. So, I mean, it's been, and also there's not many people who do it, like especially in the UK scene. Like the last person I heard doing it was Will and Stephen for. Mm. Um, yeah. Did you go to the show? I, I, I couldn't. Because yeah, I was, they smashed I it. They wish sma I'd gone they to the They show. made it like a, a stand up mix with like a game show, and I really thought that was cool because it, it made the YouTube audience be interested yeah. in it. I think it's interesting what you say that no one's done it. I really do think there's, there's a gap for, because stand up is so, well, before COVID, it was so big. And I really feel like there's a gap for like a YouTuber to really take it by storm. And and looking at it from a purely like kind of a, um, a skeptical financial point of view, mm -hmm. people who have online audiences are becoming more and more valuable than ever. Mm -hmm. If you can show, t if you can provide an online audience, but also provide something that some like a producer wants, mm -hmm. that's the perfect mix. They're struggling, I think, at the f at the moment to find people who have both skills which is why yeah. i think david dobrik has done so well in the states because yeah he's a brilliant online personality but he is really good on camera liza koshi as well yeah, i mean these are obviously her. guys who are kind of next next level yeah. yeah but i don't see why in the next three years i can't get to a million subscribers which is when the, like the the ma mainstream kind of see you as a kind of a full-time big valuable, valuable yeah. youtuber but then also say oh yeah i've also done a stand-up tour and i've sold this many tickets so ultimately, it's how many tickets you can sell. And mm. there's no better platform than an authentic kind of YouTuber that you watch who's doing a show that you want to go to. So I feel like we've got ourselves quite a lot of advice. Is there anything else anyone would like to add just right now? I, I wanted yeah. to just, uh, going back, have you got any favorite comedians that you like? Oh, like I've, I've, got, I've got a few. I've got loads. I mean, Bo Burnham is my number one, um, of course. Um, there is, I go to a lot. There's, there's, there's a group of comedians called the Comedy Store Players who yes. are go to the comedy store every Wednesday and Sunday uh -huh. before COVID. They did it. They've done, been doing an improv show for the last 30 years. Mm. Every time it's different and they are absolute geniuses at what they do. Um, kind of going back as well, Eddie Izzard, um, who else? Jack D, um, Josie Lawrence is, is incredible. Um, so all of these kind of people who, who won. For me, like, uh, obviously I can find people funny, but like, um, when I watch comedians, it's when it's unscripted. I'm like fucking like my favorite comedian, and it has been probably probably the last year is Andrew Schultz. His mm. improv and crowd control was fucking incredible. Some of his jokes that he thinks up, like I'm like, how the fuck did you think that up? Mm. Like, so I don't I, I don't know if you know this, Charlie. Cause Cam knows uh, Andrew Schultz is he's a comedian that goes in, no script, improv, goes around, speaks to the crowd, and just makes jokes, but it's fucking hilarious. So he's like quite. So, fast. Yeah, so, so he's very fast with like, and he's, he's smart as well because he knows everything about religion, race, countries, yeah. like, because he goes, where are you from? What country are you from? And he needs to have uh, a, I'm he's just really smart with it. Dave Chappelle released his um, Sticks and Stones special and on the same day, Andrew Shaw's released the How mm. Our Crowd Were. Just an hour I've seen crowd it. Were. 
I watched that video on YouTube and I went and watched it the other day. I think it's took down now. Oh. I don't know why. But he's, um, he's, he's he's shown that like on YouTube, he's found an audience that really loves it. Does. it cause, like, he's same, same on Instagram because he, he just gets trending topics and just talks about it, like political stuff. You get clips really easily. So yeah. he's doing it really well. He, he Max, smashes it. Have you got any advice for someone who would be looking to go into stand-up as someone who, I wouldn't say you're extremely experienced, but it's yeah. something which you really want to do? Um. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how much advice I can give because I've only really done like 15 shows, but mm. I would say... To take the step, so to speak. So. Yeah. <sighs> Unfortunately, you just got to do it. It's the scare. The thing is, yeah, the, the answers, the answers to these questions are always the scariest answers. Mm -hmm. People know what to do. It's just they're too... It's and scary it's, to do it. It's the same as YouTube, isn't it? Yeah. And as an experience thing, like I said, you need to... If you, if you really want to do it long term, you need to get into it straight away just to build your confidence. Like I think... Uh, Kevin Bridges, he said when he started stand-up, he was 17. So he's still in school, 17. He just was like, oh, his mates were like, oh, you're funny, you should go do stand-up. So he just messaged like a pub down the road and went and done mm. quick two, three minutes. Being, it's being ballsy and doing. I think people, this, this is more of a YouTube thing. People spend a lot of time when they're starting out on trying to find what their niche is going to be. They're mm -hmm. trying to find out what am I going to make that's different from everybody else. I think that's the wrong way of doing it because you can sit in a classroom for so long it's a mm. metaphorical classroom, but you, it's going to completely change when you're making the video. So just make and make and make and make and create all the time. And you have to be doing it for the right reasons. Mm. If people send me a message saying, how do I grow? I think if you're sending that message, you're, I don't think you're doing it for the right reasons because then that, that, that highlights the idea that you're doing it to get big and you're doing it to um, kind of be successful, which I think is a perfectly legitimate reason to, to do YouTube or mm -hmm. to do entertainment. But you've got to have the passion. You yeah. have to have a passion there to, to do it. The reason yeah. the reason you've got to make videos when you know like I didn't I did I didn't do videos uh, because I was like, oh, money. I, d I, I was making them when I was like 11, 12 when you could make money from them. I was just, I, all I wanted to do was just show my mates like my cool FIFA goals and shit. That's all I wanted to do. Mm. That's the main reason why I started making videos. So just doing it for, uh, unfortunately the advice is, just do, do it. it. Just yeah. do it. You have to have confidence in yourself because if, if you're an insecure comedian that's going up there with no confidence, how are people going to, if someone comes up there full of confidence full of that you're going to like, oh this person knows what he's fucking doing whereas if you come up like oh quite like, uh, the one thing I will say about comedy is that what's nice to know is that everybody in the audience wants you to do well and they mm. want to laugh and they want to laugh so they're not sitting there it's not like a fucking try not to laugh challenge like mm. yeah, exactly. they're like so I want to laugh the, the, the reason like you're going into already a warm crowd so mm. it, it shouldn't be the scariest I mean it is absolutely terrifying a lot of the time but it is a nice feeling to think that actually people are there for the right reasons. Mm. Yeah. Well, one, the only one thing that I was wanting to add as well is when it comes to stand-up as well, you've got to, for example, you've got people like Milton Jones and James Acaster that play characters. Yeah. Then you've got people that play themselves. For me, it'd always be, I just want to be myself because I, I'm not... Most. What's interesting enough is a lot of comedians are actually actors. Like they went to drama school, did acting, and that's why they're good at acting like character. Like people like mm. Milton Jones and James, I, I'm like, how do they fucking keep a straight face when they say shit like that? Uh, Milton, Milton Jones, I've seen him a few times. I really like him. He's great. He's um, really, really good. And, and once again, that's another person. Sometimes it's storytelling, but it's just one-liners, one-liners, one-liners. And that is like just fucking... The what are you giggling at? <laughs> you, you're just having a great time. I'm a, well, <laughs> you're yeah. having a great time. I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm just chatting away. I'm having fun. Like what I was saying, just for me, it's, I feel like I'd be funny as just being myself. Mm. I, I couldn't do a character or anything like that. I reckon when this is... When stuff starts to reopen, it'll be interesting to see you actually going to do it 
it would be yeah. nice to see. But I, I'm super interested, and I feel like at least if likewise back for you. Well, come to the, come to a show, Lewis. When I think I'm, we're thinking of trying to. If well, what COVID we'll allows. do, right? Me and you will get gigs at the same place. If no one laughs for your jokes, I'll be in the crowd going. <laughs> 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 okay, I wish I thought of that one. <laughs> and then you do the, you, and you do the same for me. So just give us sympathy laughs if yeah. no one uh, laughs. And then, uh, <laughs> We can do it as well. I feel like this this sounds so fucking cringe, but I actually had this idea. My ideas come to me at the weirdest times, and this came to me like when I was fucking sleeping. I was like, see, there's so many YouTubers that are scared to do stand-up, but let's say they all organised an event where they all invited their audiences and had a fucking sold-out, like, 10,000 place. It'd be fucking unreal. Um, but no one's probably willing to take that. I'll come on the bill. I'll go, the bill. I'll, yeah. I'll, if you, if you organise that, I'll be there. I, I, feel like, I feel like that'd be really fun, like, just a little stand-up night once a month for something like that that'd be really fun on um a wholesome roundup from uh, max and lewis there it's beautiful to see where these guys could be taking their stand-up careers in the future um but if you'd like to hear more from max uh, we'll be heading over to spotify or other platforms but lewis loves spotify don't you Lou? well we want a bit of that what do we want cam we want a bit of that we want that spotify deal lewis. we do we want a spotify donga donga uh, so we can quit youtube and just fucking retire uh, no. <laughs> what? No, 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 so, um, no, so it, no. We're going to be answering your problems on Spotify right now. Uh, so if you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel. Go over to our Spotify. But what? Uh, what did you need to do in Apple as well? We you need to leave a review. Like, what the fuck are you just playing at? There's yeah, hardly what, any what reviews. Star? What star? What star? A five star review. Five star review. Yeah, five exactly. star. So if you don't mind, go over there now. Listen to a life advice, and uh, yeah, go and check out Max. Please. Thank do. you very much for yeah, joining. And thank you for coming along, mate. That was really enjoyable. Uh, I you were really nice, nice to uh, guest, guest to have on. I hope you feel the same. Sorry. And like to go back Spotify season a bit. Goodbye. Welcome back to the Antisocial Podcast here on all good streaming platforms. We've got your problems to be chatting to you today. Charlie, myself, Lewis, and Cam with some crackers in store. Am I right, guys? What problem we got up first? <laughs> you say you say crackers as you just scrolled through them and went, What the fuck is that? What, what is that? What is that? That's already someone, someone went, Can you respond to my question with my question? Someone said I'm gonna kill myself. Max was like, next. <laughs> <laughs> Max, would you like to, to do your one? Or? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting because the, the subject heading of this is just shit. Oh, Charlie's PC no, decided to freeze on us. No, that's right. So, that's right. Uh, okay. so um, the, uh, this is the, the problem we've got today, lads. Hi. What should I do if I like my friendship group individually, as in I like each person on their own as a friend, but together they just turn into a bunch of pricks? Please don't say just leave them because I generally have no other friends and you might say no friends is better than bad friends, but that's just not true. Do I say anything or do I just leave it because I'm in year 11, so it's just another long year? Also, well, any advice for GCSEs? Well, well, obviously GCSEs, what, the 14 then? 15? The 15, 15, 16. 15. Yeah, so I, I, I can relate. I'm sure you said boy mates in your things that are like sound by themselves, but as soon as in front of everyone else, they think they're a fucking comedian. Sounds a lot a bit like okay. Robbie Williams with Take That, isn't it? That's <laughs> why I had to leave. <laughs> um, no, I, I get that, and there's not much you can do. There is just a lot of people out there, girls and boys, they just like to pipe up when there's other people around. Uh, whatever one of my mates would do, I'd just call them out. I'd say, no, stop trying to be a comedian because other people are about... I'd literally just say that and then they'd be like, oh, <laughs> and then they'd stop it. That is quite them. a thing, though. Some people are like, in it, if it's just you two... It's because people thrive off social situations. They, they thrive off the laugh of others. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, well, we, well, that's what that's what every YouTuber does. To be honest, we all seek validation. Hence mm. why we do it. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I, th- I think what was I think? She said, "Don't leave them." But mm. she doesn't want to. Like, she's got no. She pals. said, D- "Don't." Say she likes them all, just not in a group. Don't just say leave them because I generally have no other friends. And you might say no friends is better than bad friends, but that's just not I th- true. I think in school though, you kind of you 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 put with a group of people, and you're like. And Max said it earlier, didn't he? he said yeah. he, he was friends with people in the football team, yeah. but didn't yeah. actually have anything. You're in like common. forced to be friends with them, but when you leave school, that's where you really get your. I think Lewis made a perfect point, which is that w- if you are aware the reason the reason why they're probably not being nice as a group is because they want to show off and they want yeah. to they want to kind of assert themselves as the funny one or the the, the, yeah. the silly one. And so I think if you can look past that. Yeah. Then and, it, and just don't get don't get triggered and don't get upset if they're if you're the target. Everyone everyone gets there'll be like some weeks where it's you the target and the next week it's someone else. So oh, if some, if they're having a go at you but it's only in life and matters, just flip the switch, flip it back on them. Yeah. Um, I mean, just try. Also, you said you like your friendship group individually and like each person. Then I think you should definitely just try and hang out with them as much as you can, like individually. I mean, it might be quite tricky. I understand, especially now, but. It's it's just a way that you can kind of experience the good parts of friendships than without maybe having the difficulty of being. Wait, was just a, a girl or a boy? Just so I can understand the the, uh, the, the, the people we're dealing with. The people we're dealing with. I think it's a female. I think yeah. it's a female. Yeah. Because I, I, obviously I've not really. I'm, obviously I'm not a girl nor had like a, a, a priority like a girl friendship group. But I know boys can be really bad with it. I know girls can. But I feel like girls would be more snidey about it rather than to your face. Mm. I don't. I just think for me like. I'd just give the advice of what she doesn't want to hear. You said that no friends is, isn't isn't better than having bad friends, but I just think that if you're around a group of people who make you feel bad about yourself and you feel insecure and you're overthinking situations, there's just people that I wouldn't want to have in my life anyway. I, or you could, you she could like start to try and make new friends whilst mm. with those friends because yeah. you might think that you might have no friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you do, if you just cut all ties and then you're just by yourself, but you can always make friends in the background uh, whilst. Do the I can, and join a society. Exactly, right? join a society. I, I can, I can, great idea. I can relate to that. For example, like my mates would always tease me because I was the one with anger issues, so they knew they could get a bite of me so easily. And then oh, is that why you do it now? Like in yeah, way excess? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. now I can control it. Yeah. And you can, you can. You still, you get wound. Oh, it's just so easy to wind them up. You're I love such it. such an idiot. Um, so I used to always think it was a personal attack on me. Like, why is everyone going for me? Then I realised, oh yeah, because I've got fucking anger issues. So when I got to the age of about 14, 15, I realised I was losing all my mates because I'd retaliate. And then I was like, okay, it sounds stupid, but I was like, you know what, Luce? Just try not to retaliate. So when my mates would like rip into me, I'd just be like, Ah, okay. I just laugh and be like, oh yeah, I agree. Like, uh, I just stopped getting angry when they would wind me up because that's that's the reason why they would wind me up because they knew that I would get the angriest out of everyone. Like, I bet there were some mates that no one would go for them because you wouldn't get a reaction out of them. So if you stop giving them a reaction, they'll stop teasing you and they'll move on to someone else. And then you start picking, you find their weaknesses in them and you start bullying them like what I do with Charlie. This is a really, really bad bit of advice, to, to be I fair. Think, Let's just stop no, no. bullying I, people. I think in school you just need to, I, I, you think that that's the be all and end all. I think you just need to relax. Yeah, and just yeah. know that after school, everything normally. I think know. that you say like that the be all and end all is really, you really do think that because it's like your whole world age. is just, hey, yeah. it's your bubble. And then when you leave, you realise. That's oh, all your world is at the time. It's just school, 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 school. Yeah. But I, 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 like, honestly, I don't think it's that much of a big deal, is it? Especially 
what is it just 15 did you say especially yeah, when they're young they're yeah. going to leave next year and they're going to they're going to grow up as well and just not really well like that's nearly me 10 years ago and I think about my friendship group then bloody hell different but did it tease you back then as well no no I mean like I was 14 I was 14 10 years ago and my friendship group when I was 14 is extremely different to what I'm doing now I think I was playing like World of Warcraft in my room like during summer holidays when I was 14 like <laughs> I like right. that. Anyway, my question. Should yeah. I go for it? Yeah. I think we've covered it, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think this person should be... Right, Charles, let's hear your right. question. My question says, so basically there was a guy I liked. I told him after a few months, but he was straight. But now every time he looks at me or I look at him, my stomach does flips, even though he, I don't like even though I don't like him. So please help. Sorry, what? Read that what? again. I think I think this person is saying that he still does like he still likes him, but is maybe just a bit. Oh, he's straight. No, this person clearly is not straight. But no, no, um, no. no but the but his mate is straight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so and then at the end, he says, "But I don't like him, so help." I mean, you do still like him, but yeah. he might have just said that he wasn't interested. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? I mean, it's very well. It's a, it's a com- <laughs> so if he's if he said he's straight, um, then he's not going to be into you, and if he is somewhat maybe bisexual and you still like him he's obviously said that because he's not into you so you know the James Charles thing James Charles only likes straight lads well, he only likes straight yeah which I I felt like that came across really badly but it probably was was a such a such a passing hand comment like it wasn't anything didn't mean anything really by it but then the way it came across after the whole like what James Charles? Yeah, when he said like he only his type in men was straight men, and then the whole like scandal stuff that came out, it because came across you, you know so what? much worse it's, than it's, that. It's what it actually to was. Do, it's nothing to do with sexuality. It's like when it's like when someone has a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you see it as a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's, it's like when there's some like when there's something wrong about it, people like to so that that's it's like, like a forbidden fruit kind of thing. Like mm. kind of like oh. I can't have this. Let me mm. try type thing. That mm. sounds bad, but you know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just like something that's like not accessible, which is just more. I, I get that. When things feel more dangerous or when things. Like don't... you fancy someone if, when they don't like you. Mm. Like you fancy them more when they don't like you rather than. Oh, yeah, like I But that's, that's it, like. It's the, the idea psychology. of having something that you think is impossible that people like. Mm. But I think to take it back to this person's question, it's like, obviously, you need to be honest with yourself that if you do like this person still and they're your mate, I'm very much in the in the boat when I give this kind of advice that I don't think you could be friends with people who you are uh, sexually attracted to to the point of where it becomes a motive. So, like, if you mm-hmm. if you are have physical, like, I've I've had female friends and stuff who I've been sexually attracted to before, but I haven't really like liked them like that. I'll be like, yeah, I would sleep with you, but I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with you, kind yeah. of thing. You get what I mean? Um, but then if your stomach is doing backflips, you probably need to evaluate your friendship with this person. That is that going to be healthy for you, for them, or the actual friendship? Yeah, it doesn't sound like it. I don't know. I mean, it's a little bit vague as a question, but it's also, I think that if we can try to join the dots, you could kind of, my advice would be to probably remove yourself from the friendship for a little bit until you feel like you can actually compose yourself as a friend to this person. You know what? I agree. I agree. I agree. Oh, thanks, well, guys. Yeah, well, done. <laughs> well done, Charlie. You nailed that Thank one. you, guys. Um, we round that up yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that good? Yeah, oh, is that good? So oh, we've good. got time for today on the anti-social. On that podcast. Anti-social audio only. Thank you very much for listening. Again, go and check out Max. I don't know why I'm looking at the camera. They're not on. <laughs> the um, are not on. Anyway, yeah, thank you very oh, much. Yeah, what I do want to say is 
I know you can't like rate podcasts on Spotify, but what you can do is you can follow them, and I think what they do is they notify you when new episodes get released. I think that's oh, how it okay, works. Okay, well, follow it right so, now. So on go Spotify. onto the profile and just press follow. Yeah, whatever you listen on. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, we'll be Max, back next week. Max, can you present? Say goodbye, please. Okay. This has been the Antisocial Podcast <laughs> with Charlie Cam Lewis. Has been your guest, Max Bosch. For next time, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well done.